Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Yes, I do regret it. And do you feel like at that time you, you felt for Brad? Yeah, I absolutely did. Yeah. Did that change, though? <laughs> it changed a little bit, yeah. Why? It changed because I found out that she was seeing someone and was telling me to my face that Ryan was distracted when she was actually the one distracted. Brett, is this true? of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry married at first sight edition reunion part one just aired and of course I had to get somebody to talk about this with so I brought on you're welcome you guys fan favorite Lindsay hi Lindsay hi (laughs) I'm I'm ready I'm ready you we're ready she you guys she messaged me she's like I'm ready to get into this like she's (laughs) she's really raring to go so I'm gonna let you do this um we're gonna start first off with honestly like my disappointment um Mm -hmm. because typically I have been saying for years now that Kevin Frazier is like the best reality reunion host and this time, I don't know what he was on, but he said some things that I was like, skirt, I don't like this. So I'm I'll talk- so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. Were you pro Kevin going into I this? was. Yeah, I was like, Andy Cohen, whom? We need Kevin for every reunion. He goes there. He asks the hard questions. He doesn't let up. But this time... Maybe, else, maybe maybe I'm a little biased because the person he was directing all of that nonsense towards is a person that yeah. I actually like. So mm-hmm. 
maybe I'm a little biased, but I, yeah. I wasn't here. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, overall, a little dis- disappointed in my boy, but, you know, I was disappointed in a lot of people. So we can <laughs> we start off with Rachel and Jose since they look fun and really the most boring. So uh, boring. Kevin starts off by saying that they were pretty hot and heavy from the jump and asks them if it was a perfect match. And they both say yes, which should come as no surprise because they refused to this whole season, like let on that there were any real issues unless until they were forced to. Um, but like Jose is talking about, you know, you guys really came through because uh, you know that I had like a laundry list of things that I was looking for. And then we said that pre-interview that he did with Pastor Cal and he just going on and on about pretty, but not too pretty and not IG models, whatever the fuck, who cares? Um, Rachel shockingly says that she was immediately attracted and relieved when she saw Jose at the end of the aisle. Okay. Okay. I mean, not, wouldn't have been my reaction, but all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I, I would like to, I would like to push back on that because I do remember that first time, the, the first conversation they had after the ceremony and she basically shaded the hell out of him when she said, oh my God, I'm so happy that they listened to what I wanted. You know, I wasn't in it for looks. Like I was in it to yes. find someone who, and I was like, okay, well, so you basically just said that he's not cute. Right. Okay with it. <laughs> right. So what what is it? Which is it, Rachel? Yeah. Which one is it, girl? Which um one? fortunately fortunately we move on to the great out of lockout of twenty twenty one very quickly. <laughs> and he is like he starts to rib Jose a little bit. And this is like I, I this is what I like out of Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um so at first he was like, Jose, I'm gonna give you the floor to recount what happened. And Jose says it was an oops. And he probably blew things out of proportion, and it was something that wasn't as drastic or as major as he was making it out to believe. Now, we were forced to watch this whole Johnny and Jose uh, bromance clip later in the episode. So, again, I'm forced to ask, like, why do you think you're feeling so ugh about her saying Johnny on accident? I had the exact same thought when they were showing that they were so close. Like, they became best friends and I'm really confused as to why you are so angry because to me that would explain even more so why she would call right. you Johnny if y'all right. are always hanging out with them if y'all are always talking to them like it would make sense so then why were you right. so mad like your insecurities are that deep that her mistaking you calling you your friend is making yeah. like you're ready to kick her out of house and home thank you Thank you. I, I was just so like, what? I and kind I of let that slide. We honestly kind of they just exactly. let that go. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Like, you know, I, you know, rarely will say this, but thank God for Ryan for exposing that information because that was pertinent. And I feel like we did not discuss it as much as we should have. Like if I was Rachel, I would truly be like, are you okay? Because I literally just called you one of your good friends, like by mistake. Yeah. What is the what is the deal? What is the issue here? What is the issue? But Jose is like really downplaying it or attempting to time mm-hmm. downplay it. So Kevin finally is like, "All right, dude. Like, let's have a moment, you and me. Like, okay, make eye contact with me. Like, you're seeing me. Um, <laughs> he's like, like you knew you were locking her out because you were angry. And Jose is like, "Well, that wasn't the intent. 
well, what was the intent then? Securing your property? <laughs> like, what other intent? Like, you knew she wasn't there. You you knew. I'm sorry. You knew she was walking that producer down. You knew that. Mm-hmm. And you did it on purpose. And just just say it. We all know. Just own up to it. it. it just own up to it at this point. Like, give it up. She's staying with you. So you might like, be honest. Well, maybe. Well, well. <laughs> to me, to me, this entire first part was like the men just did a full double down. Not mm-hmm. one of them, not one of them copped to anything that they did, especially Nothing. the most problematic ones. The most problematic ones were a full double down. They were hearing fully. nothing. Fully, fully, fully. Uh, then he tried to say, like, once again, that it was, like, 1230 at night, and he figured, you know, my wife, it was, like, you know, it's 1130, do you know where your wife is? Like, my wife would have been inside, so she wasn't, so I locked her out. I'm like, okay, well, that's, oh my God. that's, that's, that's you telling on yourself and how like, you truly. <laughs> oh, God. And I just want to reiterate this, like, it's not, you're not even paying for this place. You, it's not your home. It's literally <laughs> it's both of your homes. <laughs> <laughs> you have not spent one dime on this apartment and you're acting like you've got a secure like shut Truly. up oh <laughs> the only thing he's invested into this apartment was that uh blanket that throw blanket with his mouth <laughs> that's it <laughs> so, oh my god so kevin is like come on dude like it was foul what you did so finally jose is like yeah okay like i'm sorry for that moment and even rachel kind of defends him by trying to say that Jose assumed that she would be safe and able to stay with one of the other wives, which is not no. okay. No, I, I'm that, sorry. Like, no, that doesn't mean it's not like you knew that. You can't assume anything when someone you're kicking someone out. You simply just at that point do not care where they go. No. If any one of my girlfriends said that their husband kicked them out of the house and that later they said that they just assumed that, like, I would take them in, which I would, mm-hmm. I would say, I'm going to take you in. Right now, we're moving your stuff right into my car. Like, it's done. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah. You're yeah. not going back there? No. Are you that, kidding me? And I'm abusive. sorry. Like, I'm I'm a selfish bitch. I'm a, I'm a self-righteous bitch at that. Like, I'm not coming up with any defense for you. I'm not coming up with one single defense. When you do something like that, you're going to be, you're not living that down until you admit it. Seriously. Like you guys live in a luxury apartment. There are safety precautions. Like it's not like, it it doesn't even matter. But like on top of that, you guys probably live in a doorman building. So like the idea that somebody would (laughs) randomly go into your apartment and like do something. Of all the units. Of all the units. (laughs) They're choosing yours. Get Come on now. Come on. Ugh. When Rachel said she was like thinking about just staying in the hallway until he I, w- I was like, Rachel, something is something is not clicking with you, girl. Something is not clicking that you don't need to be doing all of this for Jose. Like none of this needs to be done for Jose. And there are moments when you go, maybe she does know, maybe she does understand. And then she has moments like that where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's almost like this is such a bad comparison. But do you watch Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> I I actually don't. I can't okay. even stomach it. So there is like the wife, there's like a main couple who are like kind of like like the head 
of mm-hmm. this uh, area that they live in. So I've seen the first it. episode. So is it like the Fines guy, Ralph Fines, or yeah. who's the, yeah. the brother, one of the brothers, yeah. and his wife? Okay, I know yeah. them. So his wife is like usually pretty bad, but there are moments where she's like, where you could tell that she gets it, and like the light is. And she knows that this is a fucked up situation, but inevitably she sinks back under that water. <laughs> it's just like, mm, oh, of course, we could have had you. Um, <laughs> that is Rachel, because <laughs> she has moments of just true clarity where she's like, yeah. I don't, I'm not happy here. I don't want to be here. And then she just, it just clouds right back over, right back over. Oh God, God, I want to know who her ex was. Hmm. Because they didn't bring that up. I was waiting for them to bring that up. And they did yeah, not. They did not. So maybe I, they'll do it part two, but. I, I hope so. I hope I really so. Because I, that's literally the one thing that Jose has. That right. One gripe like, that he genuinely could have, which is like the crux of his issue with her. And yeah. the whole Johnny thing. Like that truly is the one thing that he has. And to for them not to bring it up is interesting. <laughs> For him to just be like, well, I trust her. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, since okay. when? <laughs> right. Since when? Um, so then they talk about how when she went back to the apartment the next day, Jose was being a petty Betty, like doing his little surf and turf with his truly <laughs> and Jose admits that one of his worst qualities is being passive aggressive. Like, okay, well, thank you for that. Thank well, you for at least you know that. <laughs> Rachel says in that moment she kind of washed her hands of this whole relationship figured they would go their separate ways and then Kevin weirdly congratulates Jose for understanding that he did something wrong like thank you for understanding that that was not the thing to do I was like well you know the bar it's in hell it's truly like what Exactly. You we have get... to remember that Kevin also, you know, also a man, just just a straight man at that. So <laughs> yes. we have to remember that. That is very a very good point, and I'm gonna keep that in the back of my mind. We got we got to keep it in the back of our mind because this this reunion proved that it was like, oh dang, I forgot. The pastor Cal several times. The pastor Cal jumped. <laughs> all the way out it was like we don't even need him for part two true honestly oh god so what are they talking about so okay so this comes to the point of are you guys still together so keep in mind they have been talking about how great they are how they feel like they were definitely matched they're perfect for each other they're everything that they wanted on the list are you guys still together no when they were talking about how that whole situation with the lockout made their relationship stronger Stronger. five seconds later they're like no we're not together (laughs) 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 so kevin is like okay are you guys still broken up and they're like well we're working on things and he says that what i figured that once the cameras left, they got really complacent. They decided to take a break, which was my thoughts exactly. Like they had spent as a team this whole season 
trying to represent the best version of this relationship that didn't mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. And they didn't have to fake it anymore. Yeah, I can understand how you'd be like, well, <laughs> this isn't, we don't have to fake it till we make it. And like, maybe we can have these cute moments and I'm taking you to the baseball, the little league baseball field. And once those moments are gone, it's like, yeah, it makes total sense to me that this would have crashed and burned mm-hmm. pretty much immediately. <laughs> because from what we <clears throat> learn later, or I, for- I forgot when we find this out, but like, I think it was when all the guys were talking when it was basically that Rachel was bored and she was mad that Jose is kind of a homebody and a, an act at the end of the day, a cheapskate and stingy as hell and does not want to spend money, go out, do anything social. And that's pretty much the crux of what Rachel likes doing. And right. so I think it's interesting that during the whole, this whole two week or two two months he was able to do that because he likes putting on a show. He likes yes. he likes putting on for the cameras. But once that went away, that aspect of him was shut down, was shut off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so yep. I just I find it interesting that he didn't feel it necessary to keep it up even a little bit. It was like uh, clearly immediately. Yeah. Like to where Oh, I like, don't have I been to take you somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna yeah. sit here and, and because, eat some like family sized stofas exactly. for exactly. <laughs> because I'm like you can tell he is stingy because he won't even entertain the idea of traveling outside of the country he won't even entertain he's like San Antonio are you fucking kidding me Vegas those are the travel spots that doesn't make any sense it's wild it's wild as a Texan what how did you feel about him being like oh (laughs) honestly that's a slap in the face San Antonio (laughs) That is a slap in the... When she's talking about Europe and you're over here talking about San Antonio tr- doing a trip across Texas, that is... Hun, what? No. Yeah. Vegas? <laughs> Are you joking? Right. If, if like, the height of my travel experience is going to be Vegas, then, like... <laughs> like we're we're good. Exactly. Like, <laughs> San Antonio, like, to me, those cities, like, I used to be a competitive cheerleader. So, like, going to Dallas, going to San Antonio, going to Austin was, like, an every weekend thing. And so, mm-hmm. for me, to think of someone equating Paris with San Antonio is ludicrous. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. It's unwell. It's truly <laughs> it's yeah. The most unhinged thing <clears throat> he could pop. But it's just, like, of course, because you're, you, you don't want to spend the money. Exactly. Exactly. And I think Ugh. it's also like a fear thing. He, I feel like he is also very much a homebody because he has a, a huge fear of doing things that he has no control over. And of course, mm-hmm. most people have that fear, but for him, it's clearly extreme. Yeah. I mean, he said like before decision day, right before decision day, that he basically has a triangle of uh, work, home, planet, fitness. Repeat. Yeah. You know? And. Mm. Yeah, There's no, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't love variety, clearly. Clearly. And that's what Rachel likes. A little too much, because Rachel, you know, <clears throat> she be spending when she ain't got, but she <laughs> likes variety. Right. And, and she's got a whole other persona for a season, you know? <laughs> Summer Rachel. <laughs> I mean, that is a must. You must give Summer Rachel variety or she, it, she will turn into a true Hulk. Summer Rachel cannot be tamed. And 
that's all that's all of that on that um <clears throat> So Rachel tried to say, like, you know, she's full PR. She's like, well, we're, we did a reset. Like, we really needed to do a reset because we did so well in the neutral apartment and with the help of experts. And, like, yeah, I agree that we got comfortable and our emotional connection deteriorated. So that isn't a reset. That's, like, your shit was fraud. Like, it was <laughs> done. Yeah. It was. But, Okay so to me what that says is that they literally never had an emotional connection and it was all fake and all put on and all kind of like we're in this experiment we're diving head first but we don't have real emotion Mm -hmm. because in 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 no way did any of them did either of them budge on what they wanted or uh let up on in any way move the needle towards any direction for either of them so it was just kind of like well you're gridlocked you're not gonna you you don't you fundamentally are not the same yeah exactly and like all of these guys with i know i'm not even gonna do exception all of these guys have this issue with perception they Mm -hmm. seem being on tv and coming off well than seasons of husbands yeah whereas zach is like flailing and crying all the time (laughs) you know jose is really the same side like he's a different kind of thing but he's he's like softer about it he's like more low-key about it he is very controlled he wants what he wants he wants that perfect thing he's got this perfect idea in his mind and all of them just wanted, like, women to fold into their lives and be this, yeah. like, bachelor situation. And, you know, that doesn't work. Yeah. That does not work. I have thoughts uh, on all of them in terms, especially Ryan and why him and Brett didn't work out on yeah. his side. Now, yes. we learned some stuff about Brett this, this episode where I said, okay, girl. But, <laughs> okay, girl. But for like, I really sat and tried to like understand why immediately it wasn't it for Ryan. And so when we get to them, I'll discuss it. But with Jose, he clearly wanted to present himself as like this strong, macho protector who's like mm-hmm. down for his bitch and he's going to do whatever it takes to protect him and his. And it's just like that we can clearly see that that's not true. Right. Like you're trying to present yourself as some sort of alpha male mm-hmm. and chunky sterling silver jewelry. And it just doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Way. It doesn't work that way. And especially no. not if you're kicking your wife out in the middle of the night and locking the deadbolt. Like, no. That, yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, so she called right. you by one of your good friends' names, by the way. Like, <laughs> let's always bring that and back Kat. in. And, and essentially co-worker, right? <laughs> essentially um, a co-worker! <laughs> like, dog. That you have a bromance with. It's just, wow. True. So stupid. So Kevin asks if there was, like, a specific thing that, that caused this breakup. And Rachel's like, no, it was kind of like an accumulation. We had a lot of arguments. And I feel like instead of Jose being helpful and welcoming me, me into his home, he would say things about how I had too much stuff. When are you going to unpack? When are you going to unpack all the stuff that you have? Why do I have to move my whiteboard with all my uh, budget budgeting on it? Like, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. 
And it got to the point where she felt like she wasn't welcome into the home. That's something that she has been saying this entire season. Mm -hmm. Since day one. And she moved back to her mama's house. Now, was she living with her mom beforehand? Now, that's the question I had, too, because I didn't know that. I thought that she had her own place in the Galleria area. That's what she said, I feel. But maybe she, maybe she let, maybe the lease ran up. She moved in with him and then didn't work out. So then she moved home. Because I truly thought that she was living alone by the time she was on the show. That's what I thought too. And that must be because we never saw her house when they never. Oh, you're right. Maybe she was living at home. Well, didn't she break up with her boyfriend recently before she did this? Um, I think within definitely less than a year, I would say six months. Maybe. So maybe she was living with her mom after that. Cause it was like an eight yeah. year thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. So maybe. Well, either way, I would rather move back into Rachel's mama's house than, than to move in with Jose. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you could tell Rachel did not want to live. She said herself, but even from the beginning, she was like, no, like you're controlling clearly. And if I move into your home, it will be hell. And it, yep. it was. Yeah. And it, it really was. was. Uh, and she even goes so, so far as to say that like moving out of that place felt really permanent. And oh, Jose yeah. said that like on the opposite side, it really motivated him to try harder to make their relationship work. And so Coven is like, okay, like he's trying to ask for clarification on whether or not they're working on things with the intent of getting back together, or this is like a real Dunzo situation. And Rachel says that they're more on the side of staying together, <laughs> which <laughs> is the most encouraging wording of that. Not um, at all. <laughs> and, but not, especially not after you said that moving out felt permanent. Like, girl. Be honest. Right. Ugh. I know we're back on TV and y'all are putting on for no reason, but just be honest. Just be honest. Um, Because it's like, people didn't really like y'all anyway, so. No, it wasn't like y'all were just this couple that everyone was like, oh my God, I hope they make it. Like, we literally could give a shit. I was, I skipped all of their parts. Like, towards <laughs> the end, I was like, I don't care. I, you should have told me I would have done the same. Um. <laughs> No, I, I, no, I watched this, but like during the show, I was just like, I can't. Can't. Um, so Rachel then says that she, that Jose asked her on a date one time and she was like, we can go out, but like, this isn't going to be us getting back together. The spark's not there for me anymore. And she says Mm. that like, she was just exhausted from the constant bickering and arguing. And, but now they're at a point where they're talking for hours on the phone every night and. Like, is Jose talking? Or That's you, what I'm are, saying. Like, is he talking at you? Or are you right. having a conversation? Right. Um... And yeah, that's, that's, was basically it. Like Kevin then is like, well, did Summer Rachel have anything to do with your breakup? And she's like, eh, you know, it probably didn't help, but you know, whatever. And she says she started going on a bunch of trips and then Kevin asked, <laughs> say like, so are you going to finally come off with some of these dollars and like spend on some cash? <laughs> <laughs> and then they start talking about this like Mexican vacation that they had planned. And I guess that Jose had planned it and that he had like planned on spending $1,400 
on the place. Like, I don't know why you needed to mention the specific amount, but okay. Right. Okay. Um, okay, Mia from Potomac. Right. <laughs> or who was the Jacob from last year with that damn bracelet? Oh, that, he that fucking bracelet. <laughs> oh my fucking God. I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Press. See, this is let heed heed my warning, ladies. If a man is so pressed, he if he's emotional and he's got a dedication to sterling silver jewelry, run. Uh, run. Also, also again, like what is his aversion to leaving North America? Like, what is the aversion? Like, yeah, like Mexico, wonderful place to go, but like why why not, you know, cross cross an ocean? Like right. she wants to. Right. Right. What my is it? He had a fear of flying. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But like, were they gonna drive to Las Vegas? Probably. You know Who's to say? Yeah, maybe. Probably. You were talking about road trip to Texas, so perhaps. But to me, that would be like, oh, but you know what? He would be. He would be like, oh, I don't want to look weak, so I can't say I'm scared of anything. Because I'm like, that's an like most people. A lot of people are afraid of flying. It's not that weird. It's not that crazy. It's not that kooky. Even just say it, and we'd be like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah. to want to look like that, to want to look stingy above just scared of flying, <laughs> he's got to just be stingy. I don't think he's scared. He's, he makes so many choices, and I have questions about all of them. Um, so they're, like, doing this thing of, like, oh, you know, he actually likes to spend out on on vacations, and, like, don't worry about that, guys. He's not that cheap, and I actually mm-hmm. like to budget on my travel because I like to travel so often. So I found out that it was actually totally different. Well, okay. Um, so then we see this like never before seen clip of Rachel trying to explain what it is that Jose does. I don't care. Do you? Nope. Not one bit. Okay. Um, I didn't, I was like, Oh yeah, I guess he does have a job. I didn't care to know what it was either. No. <laughs> So, I was like, oh, he works for NASA. I guess that's cool. I sure. guess. Cool. Um, so the end of their package ends with them saying that they both love each other. I don't really believe that because I don't think they know what love is, but not one bit do I believe that. <laughs> so it's like you're not fooling anybody. Like, who do you right? think you're fooling? Right, right. It's just more work for all of us, you know? Like, God. <laughs> It's more work. It's more work for you because now you're acting like, oh, there's a chance for us to be together. And then later on, you're going to have to put in the effort to give us an iOS press release about how you're not together anymore. And we don't care. Right. We're still the best of friends. We still love each other and care about each other. We don't care. (sighs) We don't care. Um, So let's move on to Brett and Ryan. Mm, Um, I mean, like the first chunk of their situation was just like, we're fine. Neither of us were fucking with each other anyway. There's no hard feelings. We talk a little bit, but, you know, we can sit next to each other. We're fine. It, it's not really that serious. Um, so then the first thing Kevin goes back to is, like, the beginning of their relationship and the honeymoon and how they seem to be into each other. And then he asks Ryan if it was all smoke and mirrors or if he was really into her. And Ryan says, well, it wasn't real life yet. And we were still just enjoying everything and not having a lot of difficult stuff to deal with. Now, why has nobody asked Ryan, like, what is it? What 
turned for you because okay. he keeps getting to this moment of like something happened. There was a time. What is like, why didn't you like her? Why didn't we just ask that? I don't know why no one has asked that, but I want to, I, here's my theory on why she never had a shot to begin with from, from day one, she never had a shot with Ryan because, and yes, you could, he could say she's not really my type. And of course, like Ryan's clearly not her type either, but type is different. Here's the thing. I think that she could have had a chance if, okay. So for me now, I want, I want to make this clear. So nobody gets mad and no one's like offended. This is my opinion. There are two <laughs> different types. Okay. I'm, I'm about to go into monologue here. Okay. So, to, for me, hot, being a hot girl and a sexy girl, two different things. Yes. And clearly, Ryan is attracted to the hot girl. Yes. And Brett is and not Brett- a hot girl. She's a sexy okay. girl. Yes. Brett leads with her wit. She leads with her smart. She leads with her being down to earth. And yes. for, to me, people can be both. You don't have to just be this or just be that. But naturally, some people adopt being the hot girl first and leading with your looks or your sexuality sure. or being the sexy girl and leading with your uh, your sensuality and your, your wit. Mm-hmm. That is clearly the route that Brett takes. Yes. Ryan likes the hot girl who leads with her looks. Mm, yes. And yeah. if Brett was acted or behaved like a hot girl, he would have been attracted to her because she's obviously gorgeous. There's nothing about her that is unattractive. Yes. But she just doesn't, he is only into looks first and not, not necessarily like, oh, Victoria's Secret model. No, he doesn't, I, he only cares about girls Mm -hmm. who present their looks first. That's what he's into. I, I, Yes, I'm completely picking up what you're putting down. I I totally agree with you. I think like yeah, there did seem to be a good amount of chemistry, and I think honestly, had they had she slept with him during the honeymoon, exactly, I think he put a lot more effort in, a lot more because he wasn't getting the type of girl that he usually goes for. Because I can guarantee, I'm willing to bet my life that if we you know, did a roster of all the women that he has been with that he considers like his type. I'm going to say about 80% of them. I'm going to go. Yeah. These are just average white women. There's nothing Mm -hmm. special about them. Yep. (laughs) But I, I'm also willing to bet my life that they lead or behave, you know, upon first meeting them as the hot girl. Yes. So and that is clearly yeah. what Ryan is looking for. That is what he he wants to see that you care about how you you present your looks first, and then he can decide whether or not your personality aligns with what he wants. But he's yeah, looking I mean, for looks first. And he mentioned later, like towards the end of their package, about how throughout the process he learned that yeah he like went for the physical first and then tried to figure things yeah. out from there. And um, that clearly hasn't worked. <laughs> it clearly right. doesn't matter. But for right. him and guys like him, it does matter. And there are guys who are obviously attracted to the sexy girl first, but Ryan is clearly, he's like the textbook example of the guy who goes for the the, the hot girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you yep. like, and it's like, to me, that is why so many people, and I, I drag her, I love her to death, 
love watching her movies, love watching her TV shows, but I just will not accept that she is a bad bitch and everyone wants to, you to believe it. But Jennifer Aniston, to me, is the epitome of the hot girl. Yeah. Even though she's smart, even though she's sexy, even though she's funny, she leads with her looks. And mm-hmm. so many people consider her just, like, so hot. Yeah. And Brett does not does not have that same energy. And so Ryan is, when she's looking for Jennifer Aniston, he ain't going to be looking at Brett. Even though Brett is all of those things, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would guarantee you that Jennifer Aniston's top five, even yeah. I would say top three celebrity crushes of Ryan's, for sure. I, I mean, it just, like, I, I cannot picture a world in which she is not there. I cannot picture a world in which she is not top of the list. Yeah. It's probably, like, Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, some <laughs> other whatever. And then he thinks that, that Jen, Jennifer is, like, you know, the prestige one. The prestige. <laughs> and, like, she has made a career, her longevity, of being the hot girl. And I'm like, girl, more power to you. Her roles she picks are the hot girl. Like, yeah. that is her personal brand. Yes. And when she yep. deviates from that and tries to do cake... Literally, people are like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> we want you to be the hot girl. What <laughs> a cake reference. <laughs> like, we want you to be the hot girl. We don't want you to have emotion or care about that. <laughs> cake, that's taking me down. Um, <laughs> she tried, she so, was like, Oscar nom. I need an Oscar nom. Let me do cake. And it didn't work. did not. It did not. Collectively, oh, everyone God. said, ooh, no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna put this down and we're not turn that off. We're gonna we're never gonna mention that one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, so then they start talking about how Ryan is a liar. You know, this is what I just call people liar. Like if you're trying to spare somebody's feelings, you're a liar. You're lying. You're a liar. And I hope in 2022 we realize that not telling somebody because you're afraid of their reaction is not a healthy thing it never no. helps never works it never ever works thank you i feel like um, it literally never works and i want to hear a time in which in their lives in which it did work because i can guarantee you they can't give you one i'd love to know i would love to know <laughs> i'm like jesus uh, so brett says she understands why ryan did what he did but ultimately like if you're going to hurt somebody's feelings one way or the other, you might as well just rip the band-aid off and do it sooner than later. And then, like, she never had a chance. She never no. had a chance. And that's why I didn't really feel a whole lot of way when um, Sister Robot came out and said what she said. Oh, so. my God. Well, first of all, <laughs> I don't necessarily like Sister Robot. Um, I go, oh, like, so this entire family is just absolute snoozeville. Like, there's no personality in any of them. Gosh, I didn't realize how much she looked like him. I mean, Kara, I, I was like, what, what, I guess it just wasn't looking because, my God, they are clones. They are clones. clones. And she also, the way they talk, the cadence of their speech. Their, their mouths. It, uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> Y'all live together for too long. For too long. Um, do you watch Southern Charm? I certainly do. Okay, because she kind of looks like him and Chelsea. Oh, yeah, she does look like Chelsea. Yeah. I could see okay. that. Um, 
So yeah, Chelsea is the hot girl version of her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's get into the robot spirited uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> um, so robot comes out and she says that you know Kevin asked how the family felt about Brett and she's like oh we loved her and like we really liked her and we thought she would be strong and you know this is the kind of girl that that Ryan needed and and you know she's strong she's independent and she wished that it would have worked and then Brett brings up how she and excuse me Kevin brings up how she and Brett had that conversation in which she like totally blew her brother's shit up and was like you know what you're telling me about this timeline of when he stopped feel- having feelings for you. I'm just thinking that he probably got home and felt some type of way about some little cutie from the past. And <laughs> maybe that's, that's what the issue is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting. And Robot says that she was just making assumptions based on the past and the time that they lived together. Do we believe that? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I believe that he cheated on somebody, and that's why she made that assumption, yeah. <laughs> okay, true, fair. <laughs> um, so, Ryan says that he could understand why Robot would say that. And he admits that he could have been a little bit more honest with his sister, so that she didn't make assumptions about his past. And so then Kevin asks her if she regrets saying that to Brett, and she's like, you know... <laughs> drags him again she's like you know it's not like ryan has a disglamorous dating past you know i was just going off of what i had seen one time so <laughs> we didn't have to mention that part oh, girl. Dang. <laughs> um so they all do that to him his whole family roasts him yeah at every turn at every corner right at any chance it's They're like ready. ryan like really look inside right. assess because they try actively try to make you look bad yeah i mean like i appreciate her for saying that to brett but i also felt like where's the family loyalty girl right because i would have been i would have heard all of this and then been like oh okay well you know just try to talk to him and then immediately go to my brother and be like hey so uh what's up yeah i wouldn't be working these assumptions out to his wife right that's that's weird that's something we keep in the vault girl but okay (laughs) what (laughs) somebody needs to change her her privacy settings so she keeps (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um so then kevin asks sister robot if she changed her mind about being so supportive of brett and she says well, yeah, because I found out Brett was dating somebody and lying to my face about how Ryan was distracted when she was the one who was actually distracted. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. So Brett is pretty quick to be like, well, I'm not even seeing that person anymore. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> it just was like, oh, my God. Why would you give them the ammo, girl? Don't don't give them anything. She is their horrible wire. Anything. <laughs> like I said, God damn it! You had them. You had them. You had them. Like you gave them this gift, this gigantic gift. gift. And she like was like, well, uh, no, what? Like, what are you talking about? Who? <laughs> like, girl, please. <laughs> You had all this time. 
time all to, this to time come up with something you know what that's wild about our across reality tv they get so much time before reunions and they just don't care apparently i just don't get it this was erica like, they have so many things so yeah much, so much time to come up with valid lives rehearse couple, couple something together girl <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> to be like, you know, there, there's rumors and then there's truth. But, <laughs> girl, come on. It's, and she cracked me up. So she says that, like, yeah, I did meet somebody during the experiment, but, like, I didn't pursue anything until after. And then Kevin asks Ryan what he thinks about it. And he's like, well, it is what it is. And, you know, I just wish it was something we could have talked about. Like, do you? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you love that this happened because then you're not the only, you're not the only perceived bad guy because at the end of right. the day, you didn't care about her either. Oh, makes me sick. D- didn't care. And so, you know, I, I find myself so conflicted with this situation because like, if you were talking to a dude at some point into the experiment, and it seems like everybody knew this information and, and he found out. I mean, that's shady, but also mm-hmm. she was never really in a marriage because you weren't into her. So, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the thing, the thing that I will say is that I think that she genuinely tried and then realized, wow, he absolutely is like despises me, is disgusted mm-hmm. by me, wants nothing to do with me. And so she met this guy and said, well, I mean, we're not staying together, so I'll get your number. I think that's probably what happened. It just sucks that, you know, she gave him the ammo. She could have even gone the sympathy route and been like, hey, I felt like I was in the situation alone. Mm-hmm. I found he was interested in me and I figured like we could keep in contact and it would be fine because I was still invested in this marriage and I was still willing to make it work but you know what it didn't and so I decided to pursue after decision day but during that experiment I was always invested we kept it platonic and that was it like but then here we see your titties getting all red and you're talking about rumors and truth. And, you know, <laughs> I can't say and then they hit her with a damn one, two punch of Ryan saying, Oh, I've seen the text. And then you get the clip of her getting mad at Ryan for being, yep. oh, you had the dating app. It was just like, Oh, Brett girl. Right. This is yep. such a bad look girl. It's <laughs> a bad look. Yeah. Yeah, it's real this bad. It really doesn't look good. Really bad. Oh, Lord. So Kevin asked Ryan if he feels like it was a distraction, this random dude. And he's like, yeah, like you said, it, like I've seen texts, there's more to it than two friends exchanging numbers. And, you know, it wasn't fun to hear. And things were, quote, being validated from other sources. Um, so well, here's Kevin- the thing. Here's my question, though. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but my oh, question God. is, if you saw this, now I'm assuming this was before the episode where they went to have the memories and the pictures, and the, then she said, hey, you were on a dating app. Like, I'm assuming that that happened before, because... Yeah, well, because I think he said that he didn't happen? find out. I think he said he didn't find out until after decision day. Well, then how did he see texts? I don't know. 
Because I'm like, y'all were not living together. It wasn't like she just, like, laid her phone around the apartment where you can see it. Like, so did she send screenshots to somebody else? And then, like, but because if you're, if, if she was sending screenshots, then I'd have to question her smarts because that would be very dumb if you want to have a story that you're going to stick to. So I don't know if she would do something like that. So I'm like, when did this happen? That's a good question. Because if this, if I saw a text, if I was Ryan, and I knew that this happened, and then that girl's going to sit here up on television and get mad at me for, for joining a dating site. Right. When we, when we both know the deal, mm-hmm. I would be furious. And I, I would not have been, I would have, I would have put her on blast. Immediately. Immediately. It would have been like, wait, are you really doing this right now? Like, are, are we really going here? Yeah. But he didn't do that. So I have questions. I, I agree. I have a lot of questions. Um, so then Kevin asks Robot her opinion. And she says that she felt like the situation with Brett and this dude was a full-blown relationship. And that a couple days after she met this dude, she started going back to the apartment late. And she thinks that there's a lot more that Brett is letting on. And Brett's response is, everybody's entitled to feel or think what they want about it. <laughs> You might as well just say that she's right. Say, like, okay, this clearly happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, she that was that really made me laugh. Oh, it was like Brett, sweetie, damn, (laughs) damn. (laughs) You have. She had him. You fumbled that bag, girl. Fumbled. Big time. Ryan does admit that ultimately, like it wouldn't it didn't change anything yeah Um, but he does say like he said like you know i just feel like you kind of sprung this dating app thing on me and you know i felt like you made me look out like i was the bad guy and then i was finding out about these texts after decision day and so brett says she understands but there was no interest until after decision day and they're not together now and i feel like when people say like oh well we're not together anymore Mm -hmm. it's like I, that just sounds like a distraction, you know? Yeah, like that's, you're trying to deflect cool. from the fact that you absolutely were together when you were still married before decision right. day. Right. And we're not <laughs> even together anymore, so what does it matter? It's like, uh, that's not a defense. Right. That doesn't <laughs> really help. Yeah. No, it does not. <laughs> At it, all. Ever. Never, ever. And she just uh, gave him more, like, nice guy, good guy ammo, and it just pisses me off because he's going to be leaving this situation going... See, now I was the nice guy. And it's like, no, 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 let's never get it wrong. You were absolutely not the nice guy. Yeah, maybe she met someone in the middle and then she, you know, she shouldn't have done that. But you rejected her first. You absolutely shut her down first. Totally. Totally. So what did you expect her to do? The writing was on the wall. You clearly were not invested. You barely wanted Mm -hmm. her, like... And then so, here's this person who comes and he's extremely interested in her from the beginning. So uh, what did you expect from her? Yeah. That's the only thing I'll say is like, well, what did you expect, Ryan? Right. Like, did you, did you honestly expect loyalty to somebody that you didn't even like? Exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah, you signing up for a dating app um, is absolutely shitty. But it's still different than what she did because she was all in from the jump. Even when she had her reservations, even when she admitted that you weren't her type, she was still willing to give this a shot. And you never did. 
Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you're going to match her friend. Like, yeah, that's a blow. Now, even though she was talking to someone on the side, like she tried with you and you never tried. Yes. So it's still different. So don't yep. forget that. <laughs> Let never the forget that. Left. Know that. It's different. <laughs> uh, um, so they, they end with agreeing that even if Ryan had been more invested, it probably wouldn't work out anyway. So. I mean, okay. that's the truth. That, yeah, ultimately. Ultimately. Absolutely true. Oh, Lord. Okay, so let's uh, move on to Mirla and Gil. Oh, boy. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. So, um, let's just get into Gil's little makeover. Mm-hmm. He, let's go there. We, we got a salt and pepper beard going. We got the nice little burgundy suit. Yeah. We got the uh, the red bottoms. Mm-hmm. Where did we get those, there? Where did we get those? Those red bottoms, it seems to be quite a trigger for you. <laughs> of course, the season <laughs> now found their way on your foot. So oh, man. Gleefully. Fun. He was out here showing them off. And those he things said... look fresh out the box. Yep. Not a scuff. Not one. Not one. Um, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so I have a theory as to why he did that, but continue. I do too. We'll okay. talk in a second. Okay. I bet you it's the same theory, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> so Kevin asks them, "Is this a relationship that you guys envision?" And they say no, because Hill says it moved a lot for a slower than he anticipated, but he was willing to do that because he saw himself being married for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Um, claps for you. <laughs> okay. So, so, so hard for you to have made it two weeks into a relationship without a kiss. Can you imagine? A horror. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, Kevin brings up how Gil had a tendency to call Mirla spoiled and asks Gil if the jokes ever went too far. And it's like, well, that's not really for him to answer, but okay. And of course he says no. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's like, well, if I'm joking with you and I, I really like you, you know? No, so, this is not freaking primary school. What are you talking uh, thank about? Thank you. Thank you. We're grown. So Kevin, Kevin asked Mirla how she feels if she felt some way about it. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't like it. I was really bothered by his ribbing. I, you know, it's not something that I've ever experienced in a relationship and I didn't know what to do with it. So Kevin asked Gil, like, have you heard Mirla, has Mirla told you this before? And he said, no, no. Um, so then Kevin says, why didn't you tell? And Mirla was like, well, when he would say things in the moment, I would say, like, when you when he would call me spoiled, I would say, I'm not that, like, no, I didn't have this, like, sit-down conversation, but in the moment, I would stand up for myself. And she says, like, you know, she's never been described as high-maintenance or a diva by any of her exes, and Gil's like, well, that's because they were like you. So they weren't going to call you spoiled because they, they were exactly like you. And she's like, Ugh. Okay. <laughs> 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 Ooh, she was done. 
she was like so like he was so adamant to like mm-hmm. win this argument of like you are spoiled because everybody that you've dated is spoiled and this is like a scientific fact that all of these people that I don't know were also spoiled and that's why they didn't call you spoiled like okay <laughs> oh um so then Kevin says that he would put Gil up in the Mount Rushmore of married at oh first my God. because God love him. He worked so hard for her love and affection. This is when Kevin fully jumped out the window to me. Like their segment yeah. was like, ooh, the pastor Cal was here. She was Thank- here. <laughs> like she arrived. The- the constant congratulating him for mm-hmm. and, and the constant like she like framing Mirla up with her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're look at you, Saint Gill <laughs> <laughs> fire department. Like go please get him the keys to the city and a, oh and a part all his hard work of not getting his dick wet until about six weeks into experiment. Like God help him. Like, <laughs> send I him can't. To, I can't send him to the White House. And that has <laughs> been that has been their their storyline this entire time. It's like, oh, she's a lot. She is right? so much to handle. And honestly, on all social media, people feel this way. And I'm like, what? What are they seeing that I'm not seeing? Like, what are we watching? We're watching two different things. Thank you. It, it's wild. Um, so then they show a never before seen clip of Gil. They're on their honeymoon, and he surprises her with like a beachside massage that he's going to be doing himself, probably mm-hmm. because it's cheap to hire the masseuse. Um, <laughs> and so Kevin, you know, she's she's not into it. She's not really liking it, and she's like, so then Kevin asks her like, why did you give? Gil such a hard time she's like well I made it very clear to him that I wanted to take things slow also it was really hot that day I really wasn't looking to be touched by him so you know why are we not celebrating Marilla for having boundaries I know I don't know because here's the thing here's what I, I this happens literally every it's happened to me I have been called a diva as well. And so when we first met Mirla, I said, right on, bitch. I'm right there with you. And her friends are like, oh, you're a diva, though. And she's like, why? Because I have just standards. Why is that diva behavior? Right. And I'm going, exactly. I was called a diva because I said, oh, I don't like cars with not leather seats. I'm like, I, I don't like, I like leather seats. Why is that being a diva? Right. The same thing happens with her. She doesn't like, she wants a man who can, you know, think who thinks like her in the financial situation. Why is that being a diva? It's just one of those things that you, it's a standard. And I think that because she has those standards and women are not supposed to have those standards or at least be open about them or be uh, so free with their standards, people hate her for it. And I really, I really don't understand. I really don't get it. It's not like she was ever mean to him. She was never mean, abusive. She never talked down to him. She never did anything. She was just being, she was herself. And herself was like a personal affront to him. 
and America. <laughs> <laughs> and America, like literally <laughs> just saying what she likes and and doesn't like really rubbed people the wrong way. And I, I, I really don't understand that. I don't either, because I felt like a lot of those, if not all of those conversations were initiated by Gil. And it's like, you keep asking her the questions that you know are going to piss you off. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like she was like, no, like, yeah, maybe one or two times she walked into a room and said, "Uh oh, this is not cute. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, I would do that too, probably. It's one of those things where like everyone does that. They just don't voice it like the way she does. And Mm -hmm. then. If you're asking her, did you like that? Did you like that? Knowing that she's going to go, not really. Yeah. And then you get to go, oh, there she goes, being a negative right. bitch again. It's like, well, you asked. And you right. knew the answer. Exactly. exactly. She, has, she has a vision of what she likes and the standards that she likes and the taste level that she likes. And yeah, if she's not in control of it, if she's not planning her honeymoon, if she's not planning her wedding... She's going to be like, yeah, wasn't really for me, didn't Mm -hmm. love it, but I made it through. And I don't think that's so bad. I really don't. And I keep, we, my family and I keep having these conversations about Mirla because we're a house divided. Okay. Um, We'll just put it that way. (laughs) So (laughs) a family broken apart by Mirla. Um, (laughs) So I keep saying that if you just put on paper Mirla. Nobody would have an issue with her. Nobody would have an issue with her. Like the facts of um, makes enough money to provide Mm -hmm. for herself, spends within her means, saves responsibly, Mm -hmm. only spends, you know, three to four times a year will splurge on some some items that she can afford and has Mm -hmm. saved and allotted the money for. And Mm -hmm. then uh, she's living pretty normally. She likes to go out to eat a couple times a month to a decent restaurant. She likes to do brunch with her girlfriends. None of this is offensive. If you just, none of it, not a single thing is wrong, but it's just like, people are so into Gil that they Mm -hmm. can't see that there's really nothing wrong with her. She's just, I wouldn't even go as far to say that she's particular. No, the thing, the thing about Mirla is unfortunately, everything is a popularity contest literally everything you think that you're gonna get out of you know grade school and that's it no that's absolutely not it in every situation there's a popular person there's a well-liked person it people care about how you come across and unfortunately Mm -hmm. for Mirla she's very matter of fact she's not going to sugarcoat she's not she's very direct and yeah. people do not like that. Especially not from women. Especially not from women. And on top of that, especially not from a woman who is getting attention from a perceived and alleged catch, an attractive man who wants her. And she's mm-hmm. like rebuffing him and also being direct. That rubs people the wrong way. Yep. And With so... That- not allowed the grace to like have an opinion and stick to it and especially like when it comes to marriage it's like why doesn't she give up this and that when really like why don't we dive deep into why this bothers Gil so much well and it's so clear it's so clear why it does and I have so okay I'm gonna have to go on another monologue eventually because I just (laughs) feel like 
I just, <laughs> I just feel like the, that she gave up so much. She bent on a lot in their mm-hmm. relationship. And I don't think that people give her credit for that. She came across saying, I'm not changing for anyone. I'm, I, I am who I am. And then look at her. She came in and she gave everything a 100% shot. She said, I ain't walking that dog. I don't want nothing to do with it. And then she's the one over here picking, scooping up the poop. And people are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even though it's like, well, she did say that she didn't want to take care of this dog like that 100%. So I think that it was kind of, it's rude that we were like, well, she should acquiesce. It's not that big of a deal. But she had hard limits. And yeah, we, he, he made her fudge. And some things you just fudge on. Like a dog, it's not a big deal. You'll get over that. But yeah, there are things that she obviously wanted that she didn't get. And so once, obviously, when it's revealed, it makes sense why it turned out and ended up the way that it did to me. Totally. And she took everything that Gil said in stride. She never, mm-hmm. she said, I received that. She was a very good <laughs> I mean, player. She is very well evolved and adjusted because if it was me, if it was uh, me, uh, I would have come across like an absolute psycho because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to take it as much as she did. Um, excuse me, there would have been two Hurricane K's that season. I would have a <laughs> lot I mean, like it was, Honestly, it's so funny because it, when you really sit back and think, when you really sit back and just look at their entire tenure on this program, every conversation that we saw was about her and her spending and how much of a diva she is and how much of a princess she is. Like, Johnny level, always fighting over food, Gil was always talking about her and her faults. Mm-hmm. Every single conversation, at, not without fail. Yep. And because he did it so charmingly and people already didn't like her, no one cared. No one mentioned it. Yep. I Exactly. And I... Ugh. Oh, <laughs> like he and came I came at her the same way Johnny came at Bao every single time. Yeah, but he did and it with a smile and a laugh, and it wasn't like a fight. He was just poking and poking and poking and poking, and mm-hmm. she took it. She took it. She did, I wouldn't he, have been able to. He made her the butt of the joke in front of people several times. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, yes, about what her quote-unquote deficiencies and what she was mm-hmm. not bringing to the table and how spoiled she was and you know it's she took a lot of things on that chin she really really did <laughs> and it was clear that it was like sir we know why you're doing this you're clearly you're so insecure and this yeah. is all you can focus on it's all you're able to focus on and it showed up you literally could not go one conversation without bringing it up or joking yeah. about it or making a comment. It's just like, geez. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> so back on the couch, they keep going back and forth on how long, how long it took her to finally kiss them him as if it wasn't just a couple weeks. And then Kevin asks her if it's a normal thing for her and her relationships. And it's like, what a weird fucking question. Like, like who cares? Are you always this cold? And it's like, <laughs> what? That is such an inappropriate question. Um, 
And she says, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I like to have a strong foundation of trust before the physical comes. And they're like, well, what about that interview that you did with Dr. Pepper, where you said that physical intimacy was a 10 out of 10 of importance for you and how, you know, you really like it as frequently as, as you want. And it's like, ew, like we're getting into slut shaming territory. Like, yes. Like, imagine a guy said to you, like, oh, you were talking all this big game, and, like, where is that now, you know? That's essentially what he was saying. That's, yeah, essentially, that's what he was saying. Um, And, again, she has and to say, like, it, to me, it's one like, second. Well, yeah, that, I mean, she said, I'd like to take it slow. It doesn't mean that she, just because she says that doesn't mean she's never doing it. When she's comfortable with you, yeah, she's, she's sexual. It's kind of like, no shit. I don't know why you're trying to act like kind of have a gotcha moment with her, even though it's very obvious that that happens, even though it's very obvious that that right. is the personality. And that's a, a very mystery. common thing. It's, yes. It's not really? like, it's just so rare that somebody is like, it's like, yeah, many people <laughs> I, are like this. No, like I literally just want to scream. Like we live in a misogynistic society in which we are, uh, you know, just like forced to believe and programmed to believe that women, if you just, are nice enough and you just ask them enough that they'll acquiesce and give you whatever you want. And she doesn't do that. And now you guys think that there's something wrong with her with her. (laughs) Oh God. Um, so then we get to, are you guys still together? Um, and we find out (laughs) that, well, Kevin's like, Oh, you know, I heard you guys in. So like, you know, what's going on? And Gil says, well, unfortunately, since decision day, we've not been together. So then Kevin asks what happened. And he says that 14 days after decision day, Mirla decided she didn't want to be with me anymore. And so then Kevin asks what changed her mind. And she says, well, there's not really an easy answer. I think it was a variety of things. And so then Kevin point blank asks, what were the sequence of events that led you to breaking up your marriage? And so Mirla says, I think for me, it was just the knowledge that we were so different and the things that I said were non-negotiables for me, like financial stability and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so then Kevin stops her and says, well, Gil, you have an amazing job with an amazing kid. (laughs) I was like, Kevin? (laughs) Gil goes on to say, yes, the, the pension is spectacular. And then he goes on to say that he actually makes a hundred dollars every two weeks more than what Mirla makes. And then I think to the surprise of many people, Mirla says, it's not really about the money. It was just the initial attraction and chemistry was not there from the beginning. And I realized I wasn't happy. And then I'm like thinking back of all these things. Like, oh. It's almost like a movie where you're like, Oh, she was mm-hmm. dropping him the whole time. The whole time. And this we reminded picking- me, this reminded me of a season in Chicago where there was, I think it was Cody. He was like 26, really nice, you know, just regular guy. And he was paired up with, uh, I forgot her name. I think her name was like Danielle. And she was like, she was a little older. She was 30. Mm-hmm. And he was like I want to be intimate and I'm trying to respect your boundaries but you know it's like it's starting to feel you know kind of like a personal thing because like we haven't even kissed yet and like throughout the entire process 
She was never honest about how she felt, but it was so clear because she like absolutely did not touch him ever. Mm. And like they eventually kissed, I think. And it was just like, they never got intimate really. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I know we just said like, yeah, people could take it slow, but to me, two months like a kiss and you're not you it takes you two months to get to a kiss you're not attracted to this person right right and so if he's over here going it took forever to get her to kiss me it took forever to get her to kiss me that we should have known right there if right. that's the case we should have known because a kiss <laughs> i don't think many people are unless you're you know evangelical i don't think many people consider a kiss like just way too intimate to do and not yeah. being able to take slow like many people can just kiss and if she's not giving you that she There's might not deep. be into you right right so the thing that really stood out to me is when she kept saying I make the choice to love him Ooh. oh and I, I knew that, like, okay, saying that you're making the choice is interesting. It's not mm-hmm. what would normally say, and I get that. But now I'm like, oh, okay, she is making the choice to continue in this relationship because mm-hmm. she's something. I don't know. But so then Kevin asks if there was ever an attraction, and she says, I think that it eventually came. But I think for me, there had to be more. And I didn't think it would be fair to me or him when you don't have that chemistry. You can't force it. Yeah. So. You know, I think she was like, I came into this with the intention of being married. I want to listen to the experts. I want to hear what's being said. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to be intentional in this marriage and make it work. And I think she did like him, but Mm -hmm. like, there's a difference between attraction and out chemistry. Like you can't, and if it's not there, you know, <laughs> you can't force it. And this is another, this is another example of this show, the experts who, whoever makes the matches, just simply just ignoring her non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. The woman even said, now I don't think that this is like one of her non-negotiables, but I mean, now looking back at 2020, uh hindsight is 2020 she said i don't i'm not into bald guys and what did they do they immediately gave her a bald man (laughs) right so i'm like well are you setting them up to fail because it seems like it yeah exactly okay it seems like the things have shifted like the 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 goals have shifted in a way where it's like it doesn't make sense the pairs that they make make no sense they don't make sense and in the past there have been situations where like okay we recognize that this person needs to be challenged in this way and so we're going to give them that but it seems like now they're just giving people things that they don't want (laughs) yeah like flat out outright do not want explicitly state that they don't want they're giving them like they said oh i want this i want this they're giving them the opposite and i'm like Look, we we all want a Hurricane Michaela here and there, but I do want at least one couple to work out. Right, like with um, Deanna and Greg. Yes, they were they had they were like a perfect couple because they had attributes with each other that like the other one could bring out, and they mm-hmm. could 
better. Like it used to be like, oh, we're going to pair somebody who is like a little bit more shy with somebody who's a little bit more outgoing, not somebody mm-hmm. who's like <laughs> fucking Trump supporter with right. a freaking <laughs> right. liberal. Like you're, you're, right. you're setting them up. They're not going to work. Exactly. It's going to be Eric in Virginia all over again. Exactly. Like what now I'm thinking. Have- I gotta have uh, January sixth sitting across the table, exactly, with her <laughs> and her wife. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's not fair. It's, it's not, not fair. fair. It's not fair. And and I think that look, Mirla from day one said, "I okay, let's let's really get into this because Mirla has shared her story." She grew up in extreme poverty and she vowed as a child mm-hmm. to herself, like she was that cognizant to go from childhood. I will never, when I get out of here, I will never live like this again a day in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, and she, she has done so well for herself. She has picked herself up from extreme poverty into being able to afford luxury goods and stay within her means and live mm-hmm. in luxury high rises. The woman has done the work. Yeah. And then she goes, you know what? I want to be married. I want to have a family. And, but obviously keeping that, keeping that deep childhood wound and trauma of, poverty it's the forefront of her mind it's always going to be there unless she works through it but that's a huge deep wound that she has Mm -hmm. and so obviously that is a non-negotiable she is going to need to be with someone who can give her the lifestyle that she needs because it is it is become innate to her to need Mm -hmm. that yeah and what they did with pairing her with someone who doesn't care about that whose job will never give her the million dollar home that she wants, will never give her the lifestyle that she's looking for. You were setting them up to fail. Right. And I don't understand it. I don't either. It, it does not make any, like the, the things that she, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I, make any sense. And, and, and okay. Everyone has dreams and goals and a vision of what their life is going to be five years from now, 10 years from now. Like ultimately everyone has this like ultimate vision of how their life is going to end up. And they're going to live the rest of their life in this vision. And her Mm -hmm. vision clearly included a, a, a lifestyle where her and her spouse have money. Yeah. And to, and I understand she said, you know, it is difficult Clearly she can, she can do it. She can go out and find herself a man with money because she clearly was able to get herself out of poverty. So I don't think that it's something that she just can't achieve. She can. It just obviously is hard to find someone who you love, who can also give you, or at least grow with you and have the same money minded uh, thinking pattern that you do to, to get that lifestyle and to get to that ultimate vision. And right. so what they did when they paired her with Gil is that she had to then decide during for two months in that two month span, she had to decide whether or not she was going to be able to stay married to Gil and divorce herself of this ultimate dream and vision that she's had her whole entire life or mm-hmm. stick the plan, stick to the path. And I'm yeah. just not, I'm not surprised that she chose 
to stay with that vision and feel comforted and feel like she will eventually achieve and feed that wound that she has of her childhood. It doesn't make it obvious to like, obviously she was going to say, Oh, this is a mistake. I can't do this anymore because it's hard to divorce yourself of that vision of what you've wanted, especially if you've had it your entire life. Yeah. And I almost wonder like if it would have made a difference if she had been, or if Gil had been, even somebody who just like didn't give her such a hard time. And I think so too. Or even just someone who said, who acted or, or, or who voiced or vocalized something like, yeah, I want to be able to set us up too. Like I want to have an, I, but he was so adamant to bring all of that, those visions to make, bring them crashing down because he knew that the life that she wants with his job, you know, pension be, you know, the best pension in the world is not going to give her the life that she's looking for. And so right. his insecurity, instead of saying like, Hey, like, unfortunately we are not, or we're just, we have, we're so fundamentally different and watch it for things that unfortunately won't work. He then tried to, to neg her out of her vision and neg her out of her dreams. Right. Right. And that it obviously doesn't work that way. And, and also I have to imagine like, the moment they shared their financials was probably a big moment for her because mm-hmm. I don't care. I think most people would say like, if I'm, I, I'm coming into this marriage with nothing mm-hmm. would feel ugh, <laughs> a little <laughs> <laughs> like, made a point to intentionally like save and be prepared Mm -hmm. for this moment financially. And then you're saying, Oh, we got to start from square one. And like she said before decision day, like, I feel like I just went from going to being 35 to being 25 and just starting my career. And And that's a big thing for her. Clearly. And I think it's, it probably would be a big thing for a lot of people to be like, a lot. You know, I, you know, this was like not what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't, it, yeah, I, because I, mm, mm. <laughs> I know I, she, she probably got into this thinking, all right, I need help finding what I'm looking for. These are the things that I, I, I truly, absolutely need. And, but help me find this. And all, yeah. the, the producers or whomever said, oh, you know, and I, that's another thing as, I I mean, we've talked about it, but still, like, I don't understand why there is this, this compulsion with people. So when a woman has clear wants and desires and boundaries and standards that people believe that she needs to bring them down a bit, be more realistic. Mm -hmm. Lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. Yeah. And I, I'm we that doesn't have to happen then she, i mean if, if if you weren't gonna be able to pair her with someone then you should have just said no thank you yeah but nope. to pair yeah. her with someone who she wasn't gonna end up with anyway is a waste of everyone's time a waste of gill's time mirrorless time and our time yep i agree i i totally agree Lord. So she goes on to talk about how, like, he's amazing, he's handsome, he's perfect, he's Linda Evangelista, they're just not for each other. And so Gil, Kevin asks Gil if this is the first time he's heard all of this stuff, and he's like, no, it's actually the second time. The first time is when she broke up with me, and 
he says that the only issue he had with this whole breakup was that she felt like that from the very beginning. And then he felt blindsided because he felt like their relationship was based on communication. Now that I can say, mm, mm. okay. I mean, I guess I could, if you feel like I, we're going to be moving on. I mean, then he goes on to say, and this, like, I couldn't, go on I couldn't support her on um he says like I understand if she's not attracted to me because I don't want to force anybody to be with me if they don't want to but I feel like why didn't you speak to me about it and so Mirla asks Gil like do you know how do you know if that that's how you would have reacted if I had told you and I'm like well that's not fair you know that's kind of like that's not fair yeah it's like it's how what Ryan and Zach were doing and Johnny were doing it's not fair you have to just be honest Totally. And I think, and I, I think that that also proved that obviously when there are cameras in front of you, you are cognizant of them and you don't want to come across in a negative light. And I think a lot of them fell prey to that. Yeah, I agree. So then he makes another very good point and he says, you know, we, I just wish that you had told me this earlier because we had a conversation before decision day about decision day. We spoke about what we wanted from each other and we both made the decision that we were going to stay together. Um, and then he reveals that he sold everything he owned. Oof, that was rough. The only thing he kept were his clothes, his blender, and his dog. And that's where I'm like, Mirla, that's because like, if you knew that this fact, you really should not have put him in that position. Like, that's really unfair. That's so unfair. And I, and okay, so not to bring Kim Kardashian into this, but I think what happened with Mirla also is the Chris Humphreys of it all is mm. like you went down. So you've, you've done the whole thing. You've gone down this road and it's kind of like, you feel like you can't go back. And then once you've said, Oh, like you've made up your mind, like, Oh no, like I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. It's like, now you're blowing it up even more because now you've gotten too many people involved the same way that Kim, you know, we Mm -hmm. had a million dollar wedding televised across the nation and you realize like, Oh no, what have I done? Yeah. And I kind of feel like what happened, that's what happened with Marilyn too. Yeah. 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 And it's, it just still is not fair to him to have, to have him sell all of his things. Oof, that was rough. Yeah. Cause girl, girl <laughs> i i girl. can't support you on that one at that, all that was bad that was really bad yeah um so she says that she told gail she doesn't find him attractive and that there was like a hopeless romantic inside of him and that he thought he was gonna stay with her so they stayed together in that apartment for about a month and then it got kind of murky but she Gil says that Mirla said she was going to move out, but then he told her that he was just going to move out instead. So he ended up moving a couple days later. So Kevin says, Mirla, there's a lot to unpack. And she's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge what he just said because that's not true. And so Gil tries to stick up for himself. And then Mirla shuts him down and says, I'm not going to back back and forth with you. And he's like, that's fine. We all remember different things, but I would not make that up. Um, so then he said something about not having enough money for her. And she's like, I feel like you're projecting your insecurities onto me and I'm not going to go back and forth with you on this. <laughs> like, I mean, so now we finally said it. So now we said right. it. 
listen and y'all know I did say this I he just like saw that they were alike in that they grew up in poverty Mm -hmm. and he was like I just don't want people to think that I'm like that meaning I don't know where my roots are which I felt like was also an unfair assumption that he made about her like what do you mean she's very aware of where her roots are that's why she's actively trying to to not Right. And she's working in education as like a coach. And she's like, I use that as my motivation. I don't forget, you know, Uh, that's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if people ever really forget where they came from. I think people try to run from it and try to distance themselves, but it's not like they just forgot. Right. His need to, to still, still look down, you know, down, you know, still look like he's, he's good yeah. don't worry about me don't worry about me I haven't gotten a big head it's ridiculous right and it's and like we know that in the black community this is like a predominant thing of like don't forget where you came from like mm-hmm. when you come up you still go back to your city and like represent for your people and like it, good but I felt like that he once said something about like I feel like you forget or like you don't want to recognize that and I just I thought that was like a really shitty thing to put yeah like, just because she likes nice things doesn't mean doesn't mean and again again it's we're living in the patriarchy and so of course a woman who likes nice things luxury things luxury goods luxury services is just evil and she Mm -hmm. needs to be tamed and she needs to be brought right back down humble her up because she's got Mm -hmm. a big old head it's it's (laughs) ridiculous it's absurd Mm mm-hmm is absolutely absurd. Oh, Lord. So Kevin's like, I'm just trying to process my shock a little bit. And he asked Mirla how she feels about Gil now. And she's like, well, I did what was best for him. And then Gil kind of snaps his neck and looks at her like, girl, what are you talking about? So she goes <laughs> on to say that she didn't think it was healthy for Gil to be around her. And that she told him because he didn't look happy it was uncomfortable for them living together and she cares about him she wants him to be good because he deserves all the happiness in the world and so then kevin asked mirla if there was ever a time when she was in love or even in heavy like with gil and she says i was not in love with him and i was very clear about that because i know what love is feels like because i felt it before with- oh <laughs> Oof. and <laughs> She turns oh, to Gil honest with him about not loving him. And she said, I told you I liked you, but, you know, I don't feel those feelings. And I'm not going to say them until I do. So then Kevin asked Gil if he's still in love with her. And he says, absolutely. For me to sit here and say that I'm not in love with her, I would be lying. So obviously I'm still in love with my wife. So then Kevin asked Gil if he would get back together with Mirla if she said she wanted to right now. And he's like, you know, my heart says yes. And then my brain says yes. But I would be precautious because at the end of the day, like, I want to be with somebody who wants to be with me. And then (laughs) Kevin says, Gil, I'm going to look at you right now and tell you that she doesn't want to be with you. Well, why did you ask him? Why did you ask? Good Lord. Jesus. Why did you? He was fully being vulnerable and like it was a sad moment for him. And he's like, well, I'm just going to put it to you straight. She don't want you. But you just asked him. 
you knew what it. his answer was going to be. You knew. Right. <laughs> so that was so harsh. That was so harsh. Just so <laughs> uncalled for. Damn. Damn. So. <laughs> Uh, so the mural says that her feelings um like you know aren't an insinuation of who Gil is as a person like he's still a great guy like just because I don't like him doesn't mean that there's you know no worse to him and that he deserves to find a woman that loves him and wants to be with him so what did you think about Mirla's response to this and how she was like she she kept like insinuating that she was doing things for his best interest okay and uh, i broke up with him for that you know know here's the thing it made me go (laughs) miller and i might be kind of similar because (laughs) (laughs) i have said before you know i yes while i might be a little vain while i might have high standards uh I just, I would think it's rude to be with someone that I'm not attracted to because I would be absolutely gutted to find out that my husband or my boyfriend was with me, even though he didn't find me to be attractive. I just, I would feel like a piece of shit. And so I know she's saying this because I've said it the same thing. She's like, this is also good for you because if I'm not attracted to you, I'm doing you a favor. I'm not wasting yeah. your time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be it would be a waste of everyone's time if I was like trying to find an attraction that just wasn't there. And you deserve someone who wants to be with you, like you've said. Mm-hmm. So I am doing you a favor. Now, does it look great that she's saying that? Will people truly understand that and want to hear that? No. Right, but that's what I was gonna say. It, it, like I people, think that it's it, she's not wrong in my opinion. It, it's radical honesty mm-hmm. that we have been conditioned to not yep. take well and receive well, and yeah. it's I can get why he would feel some type of way about that. I think anybody would. Like you know, nobody wants to be told that I'm not attracted to you. Yeah, nobody, and I don't, and it's it, it, it's hard because it is a full just an outright rejection of someone that you find attractive and they're telling you that they don't find you attractive. I understand it. It hurts and it's hard, but yeah, especially it's when it's not, like, there's nothing, there's not like there wasn't a fight. Yeah. There, you know, it, there's nothing that they can do with that. There's no, you know? And it's, it's like your looks. It's like how this is just who you are. It's rough. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But in the long run, she is doing you a favor. Because you don't want to be with someone who doesn't think that you're hot. The hottest thing they've they've ever seen. The sexiest thing they've ever seen. You don't want to be with someone who doesn't think that. Who, like, doesn't... Have that passion for you. That passion and that, that, like, undeniable thing. Yes. It's not good for... Like, yeah, I mean, who, who wants to do that? Like, I, like, do not touch me if you are not, like a thousand percent attracted to me like like, going through the motions don't do that you don't it's (laughs) so it's so much it is so much meaner to go along with it because you're expected to or whatever whatever reason instead of just being like no i'm not attracted it's 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 truly like it's best if i walk away and step away i just feel like i don't know why people think that her saying that is like ridiculous 
I, yeah. I think I, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I have said it. I've truly said this, but I just, I think that she's right. It, it's a hard pill to swallow, hard. but it's going to be way better than along the line, like mm-hmm. down the line. Because think, think of it this way. Like, yeah, it's a blow to the ego. It might, you, you know, it's a hit to the, to your insecurities and how you feel about how your looks, but it's momentary. Now yeah. imagine if you stayed married to this person or you stayed in a long-term relationship with this person that isn't attracted to you. So that then turns into years of this person giving you small hints of not being sexually attracted to you. That mm-hmm. is then that is then like you're putting down roots. That insecurity that might happen from this is small compared to the insecurity that will happen if it happens for years. Yeah. And I just think that like it, it's momentary. You'll move on and you'll get over it and you'll find someone who does want you the way that you want to be wanted. Totally. And it just sucks that this didn't work out, but she's being honest. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it's respectful of him. Yeah. That, it's, it is respecting right. him. Yeah. And the, to me, that shows that she cares even more. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not even going to allow you to, get your feelings into exactly. something that isn't going to work, you know? Exactly. And, and, and that I'm is... going to be 100% clear as to why there's, you're not going to, there's never going to be a, well, I don't really know. Like it, it, I'm laying it out cut and dry. You know yeah. why this didn't work. I just, we don't have the chemistry that I'm hoping that we would have and we didn't have it. And that's it. You don't need that's to it. always wonder what could have been, wonder what might've happened. I'm telling it to you straight. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, Kevin asks Gil how he's been doing, and Gil's eyes start to well up with tears, and he says, he's going to be honest, it's been tough, because it's something that he really wanted, and he thought the things were good until they weren't. And so then, like, he's like, there just wasn't any chance to maybe fix or change things, like, that's it, it was just a wrap. And so Kevin asks him, have you begun to heal? (laughs) And Gil says, you know, as of today, no, I've had a hard time with the breakup, not only because I thought I was going to be with her, but because I love her and love is just something that you can't get away with the next day or throw away the next day. And then he says he's been going to therapy and that he's never really had an issue with rejection because in the past, if it wasn't into him, he would just move on to the next. But this was a totally different thing because he wanted it so much that he was willing to do whatever. And I just wonder, like, is your therapist telling you that there's nothing you could have done? There's nothing you, know? you could have done. And to move on. And I want that therapist to get down to the bottom of why you felt that you always needed to poke and prod. Right. For wanting this lifestyle that you clearly knew you couldn't provide. Right. You weren't secure enough in yourself to say, ah, oh, dang. It's and not even work. That, like you it never occurred to you that she might not like you constantly ribbing her. Mm-hmm. And even when it was brought up, you were just kind of brushing under the rug. So mm-hmm. that is something like if that for me, I would take that as a huge red flag too. Like you're still not owning up to the part that you might have played in her decision making, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you were constantly doing it 
to the point where, you know, hey, who knows? Things things change, and you could end up liking something that you might not have thought you would have liked. Mm-hmm. So, but you yep. you constantly poking her and tearing into her, really, but doing it jokingly. It, it it's not ever really a joke if it's mm-hmm. constant. And then on top of that, she's already not a hundred percent sold on your relationship. Right. I mean, you you were setting yourself up too. Right. Right. Oh, Lord. So then Kevin's like, well, Mirla, how have you been doing? She's like, I've been okay. Life goes on. (laughs) (laughs) And here I was like, Mirla, this is not going to look good. (laughs) You've got, okay, you've got people who are just thirsting after Gil. My mom being one of them, she was like, he looks good. And I'm like, I I just simply, I I, I don't see what y'all are seeing, but okay. And, (laughs) and so he, so you've got this attractive man who is like crying and being vulnerable, and then you've got a woman that everyone hates already. She's like, "I'm great. Let's move on." Right. It's, just, it's not the optics are not going to work out in your favor. They're really, really not. They're not. And even even Kevin was kind of like playing into that too because he was just oh he wouldn't let up on Gil he would not let up he was just like mm-hmm. how you doing man you know I know it's been so hard you're gonna be good your DMs are probably popping blowing up you know right. and he just didn't give a shit about Mirla and I would have been I would have asked Mirla like what brought you to this decision how had you been feeling this whole time like I would have wanted to dig too because clearly something was up something he didn't care yeah it felt like something else I mean, she did say it was a variety of things, but I think we could have dug deeper on, like, some yeah. other issues. And maybe that would have been helpful to Gil to be like, okay, then there were things that, like, I could have done better. Yeah. I just feel other like... One thing he, that I can help, you know? He just played into Gil, and, you know, because he was the hurt party, which I understand, but still, it's like, I don't think Mirla just made this decision, like, oh, man, okay, and just a throwaway decision for her. I think clearly it was tough. I mean, she she went along with it and then ultimately had to stick true to herself. So that was obviously yeah. a hard decision that she was probably hurting too. She just right. she just shuts she shuts that off. Clearly, yeah. she's a person who compartmentalizes her emotions. And like maybe and that, you know. And let's let's get into it because okay <laughs> because he said. But they finally had sex and yeah. before decision day or what I think it was like right before decision day. And, I think um yeah. And um we, we you know people never want to bring this up, but the same you, you talked about infinity bracelet. I mean that was clearly the issue too. Big time. So we 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 actually might need to examine that one as well. <laughs> we might need to examine that and you know okay maybe that maybe there is something to that because she keeps saying there's no chemistry and I'm like really because uh, when y'all were laughing together and joking around I was like I thought I saw chemistry but now that you yeah. bring that up now yeah. that you bring that up she could mean there genuinely is no sexual chemistry and yeah. it's just not going to work so Especially not when she's not going to make her a millionaire he can't dig her down well. And so right. I understand. Because you got to be both or at least one of them. You know? At least one. 
<laughs> Damn. Oh, Lord. Um, that was basically it. Neither of them are dating. Gil seems to be under the impression that he should still be trying. It's like, like, he's, like he's got a long line waiting for him. And, he's and okay, let's get to why we think he wore the shoes. Or, like, just overall had a makeover. Uh, I think he is trying to get his girl back. <laughs> he's trying to get her back. I feel like he's trying to show her, like, see, I can like these things, too. And it's like, see, that's still misguided. You still don't really get it. You're still coming at this in the way that is so, like, surface and just absolutely mm. incorrect. So. Totally. Totally agree. Oh, Jesus. So, okay. So, then... That was it. We get to the group interview with all the guys, which is interesting mm. because we did not see Johnny and Val, and then Michaela and Zach came after this. Yeah, so are Johnny and Val about to be explosive because, my God, or, like, they're going to do the whole group together. I think they're going to do the whole group together. They're going to do the, I mean, so next week is going to be, like, the finish of Michaela and Zach, Johnny mm-hmm. and Val, the women, and then I guess everybody together. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, it just seemed like an oddly placed moment to have these guys yeah. before we finish with the couples. But so Kevin asked if, like, you know, what was the bro code like? Was like having each other, did it make it easier going through the process? And I really just had to like pause and chuckle when Zach's like, you know, <laughs> you feel a lot more mentally strong. It's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my this god Zach is a better? person who um, he's a person who like speaks before he fully has his thoughts together and so he like stumbles over his words all the time oh. and it's like it's like it's a real like I noticed it because I remember when they first had that fight and he was like stumbling over his words because he has so much to say and he just couldn't get them out and so he stumbles and yeah. I, I had to realize, like, oh, like, that's just a thing that he does. He doesn't, like, slow <laughs> down. He has, he has to he has to come up with these stories to defend himself so quickly that he's just jumping, <sighs> jumping on it. So he has to do it. And it just is like, no, slow down. Get, get your story straight before you talk. Zach is on another wave. Just, just completely, <laughs> completely. <laughs> He is on some other shit, and that really comes up. I, like, <laughs> I that. And I, I'm glad. I'm glad I knew from from on <laughs> television. There was but where, we, but where we do differ is that I absolutely loathe Michaela as well. Where it's like I understand why she gets crazy, but I'm also like, girl, this is truly unacceptable. Yeah. Where no, Zach she... fucked up is that he had her. He had her, and then he was just absolutely too insane too. So just he was never gonna keep the hold that he had. He was never gonna keep the upper the upper hand that he had because he's right. unwell. Right. Jeez, oh, I can't can't with this guy. So then Kevin <laughs> says that there this season there have been a lot of tears, mostly from Zach and Johnny. But mm-hmm. I'm not. I know Johnny is about to piss me the fuck off because during this little sit down, I was steaming. And he was looking real confident. And I was so smug. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. That's why. So we're all doubling down. Got it. Got it. And and we might even be tripling. (laughs) So we have to watch a whole montage of Johnny and Zach being like 
blubbering gaslighting fuckboys um <laughs> they were occasionally showing like johnny and zach's reaction in like a picture in picture situation and i just like they just weren't embarrassed enough for me you know not at all not <sighs> at all care i thought i thought oh surely like they're gonna watch this season back and be like Ranch. damn like i was acting out and right you know, not at all they're like the most warped band of brothers because they're just, all just like like jerking each other off and like mm-hmm. uh, co-signing everybody else's weirdo behavior. Mm-hmm. I have never seen truly. This is the first time that I have seen it in Married at First Sight history because we see this with the women all the time, but the men. I've never seen a group of men on this show just like absolutely co-sign their shitty behavior i've never seen yeah. it quite to this level right show. i haven't either it's That's it's weird. gotten out of control this cast was just the perfect group of insane people insane men who like all all of them are trying to play the good guy and so they all co-sign everyone's shitty behavior it's so wild mm-hmm they have to because yeah, otherwise they have to admit that their shitty behavior is all there is exactly. also like they every single one of them tried to play the nice guy. Vomit. Vomit. Zach, Zach says that he was actually proud of himself for being able to be emotionally vulnerable and he's oh glad that he God. did it. I don't know why. Um, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. We knew that he was not it the moment he said, I want to play piano for her. I'm just like, oh, this is it. We're done here. I want a <laughs> wife to play piano for. We're done. Oh, gosh. Um, then Johnny I hate him so much that I forgot that he was a musician. Like, truly just forgot that he was, like, right. played piano like, professionally. Just forgot. Don't I care. So much. Don't care. <laughs> Um, so, um, Johnny's, er, Kevin asked Johnny about leaving, and he's like, which time? Um, and then he says some stupid stuff about how when he gets into an argument, he just likes to leave, because he doesn't want to escalate things, and how, you know, sometimes I would just have to go to the balcony and scream because I didn't want to yell at my wife. Okay, well, that's weird. That's weird! Do you not hear what you're saying? (laughs) Like, that's, like, not- that, that's that's the part where it's like okay but like do you not hear what you're just what did bow do for the point where you have to walk stomp off and holler on a balcony because it's just so unbearable and i'm like what am i missing what are we all missing because then he goes on to say there's a difference between walking away from an argument and taking a break and that bow would try to make it seem like he was walking away from a situation he was trying to take a break from. How the fuck would she know the difference? You're How on- the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. How would she know? How do you know when you leave? Like you literally when you walk go away. Back to your house and spend the night in your own bed. How the hell is she supposed to know that you're just taking a break and not walking away when you walked away? Like what? <laughs> He is fully, like, he has gone full delusion. He is not budging whatsoever. I mean, he still speaks of these phantom 
things that Bao has done, like just, just such hard stuff that we've gone through and all the things that she would do. And I'm still waiting for what she's done. Thank you. And also, Johnny, like if somebody is constantly misunderstanding what you're trying to communicate, that's your problem. You know, you're the issue. <laughs> like it, it's that simple. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I simply did not see all the stuff that Bao was doing. And I just find it hard to believe that they, that a producer, an editor said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make this a real mystery. I'm going to cut all the shit Bao did. Out. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like somebody was protecting, like, was her cousin an editor on the show? <laughs> you know what? Saying, you know? <laughs> what? We would have seen something and we didn't yeah. see anything. It's, it's virtually impossible that she just got off like an angel yeah. and did just, nothing. And she was out here being a terror, according to you. Because, look, we've had plenty of things when the crew is not filming where we get that corner, you know, apartment shot where things are going down. We get a, a, a self-filmed video of what had just right. gone down. We would have had those moments if Val was just out of control. But we never did. Never. And you've never, he has never voiced all that she's done. Never. And like I told, I think I told you this before. If he had something, he would have said it. Oh. He would have said it. Because he had no problem getting up and storming out in front of everyone at a dinner, all because she said that she cooked meals. Right. <laughs> he was like, I'm fucking done. This bitch. And he had to leave. All because she said, I cook and I clean, and he doesn't seem to care. <laughs> okay, wow. And and you never you never wanted to escalate things. You ne you never yelled. It was never a fight. Okay. Interesting. Right. Okay. He's so stupid. He's so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so then Kevin brings up a time when Ryan left. And he says, well, like, it felt like you vanished, but then he said that he kept in communication and, like, you know, maybe I left, but we were still talking to each other, blah, blah, blah. So then the guys start to clap when Kevin mentions that Gil was the only husband this season that did not leave the apartment <laughs> to go back to their own. Okay. Okay. Um, like, all the then, good it did. Cool. Then he turns to Gil and says, he turns to Gil and says, well, maybe you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Gil there were moments when he wanted to leave, but he decided to stay and talk it through. And then Kevin again brings up how patient Gil was. And we see a montage of him with Mirla. And then he literally asked the guys if they would have been able to deal with that. Oh, that really pissed me off. <laughs> that really pissed me off. Vile. Vile. Like, what? Sorry, the these men were fucking terrible. And these women put up with that. Right. You see what, what Val had to put up with? What Rachel had to put up with? Right. <laughs> right. And over here, mad at Mirla, asking, oh, Mirla's just so ridiculous. She is so, so she's a lot. These men were ridiculous. These men were a lot. 
And so thank God for Johnny and Zach being like, uh, we would actually probably have, would have been like grateful to have those problems. Like, yeah, no, we would have definitely would have preferred to be with Mirla. I mean, Johnny's made it very clear that he would have been rather, you know, paired with anybody else. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, where um, he again, you know, reiterates just oh, how much stuff that Val was doing, the problems that they were having. He would have taken anything. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, Lord. So, um, then Gil starts talking about how, like, he's so motivated by Mirla because she's so ambitious and she makes him want to go out there and get more. And he keeps using the term my wife. Like, she didn't just make it very clear that she's not, but which is good because Kevin brings it up. He's like, You keep saying my wife. And then he asks the guys, Were y'all shocked to find out about their breakup? And Ryan's like, yeah, kind of like I thought they were so solid throughout the majority of the season. So it was shocking, especially after knowing that they moved in together. But then surprisingly, Zach says, I was really rooting for you guys. I didn't think it was going to work, but I was a fan. <laughs> I, I heard that and I was like, okay, say more. Wait. Why did you think it wasn't going to work? Let's expound on that. Like, what? what yeah, I, I have. I mean, some... what, what did you see? I, obviously, you had the inside scoop. Like, I want to know. Yeah. Uh, Jose says that he was shocked and kind of devastated because he thought that he had seen their chemistry build up over time. And Johnny says that he was really surprised because he thought they were the golden couple. So then Kevin asks Zach if anything has changed since that long laundry list of demands that he had for a woman. <laughs> in the beginning and he says you know i still want the best but like in terms of spouse i do think that there should be some compromise and like i learned you know that the mindset of something always having the potential to be better isn't the right mindset to have when you're looking for the one okay okay what makes you think you deserve the best right i'm like after what we saw no right no who are you who are you? <laughs> um, so then Kevin asks Gil about his thoughts on the other couples. Cause he's, you know, the, our de facto expert. And he says that with Zach, Zach clearly had a vision. Michaela wasn't that vision. And that it just wasn't something that Zach could compromise on because it wouldn't him. It wouldn't, it would mean that he wasn't being true to himself. And Zach says, well said. <laughs> Okay, well, that really wasn't that much of a compliment, Zach, first of all. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't. And secondly, like, that wasn't like a mic drop moment for you, okay? No. Oh, yeah, he's right. Like, I can't compromise. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, So then (laughs) Kevin asked the guys what they thought about Jose and Rachel being on and off. And Zach's like, you know, I really wasn't surprised because... You know, I knew that they had been going through it, but I was more surprised that they got back together again. You know, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. He says it's a testament to their strength. Um, and then Ryan blows up Mirla's spot and he says that he feels like she, Mirla, was actually pretty happy about Jose and Rachel breaking up because Mirla and Rachel are really good friends. And he basically trying to frame it like Mirla wanted another single girlfriend. But it's and I, like, I I hated every minute of that, just yeah. because it's total bullshit. Well, it's also like maybe Mirla doesn't like Jose, which would be exactly a, like a lot more reasonable uh, 
theory. Like, I'm sorry. What's there to like? Right. I would be I would be ecstatic if my girlfriend broke up with someone, broke up with Jose. I would be jumping for joy. Listen. <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> I um, would be so thrilled. So, yeah, maybe she was happy. She, I'm I don't sure think she anything's was. wrong with that. I don't think I, anything's I, wrong with it. No edits. Don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Kevin asked Johnny how he's been dealing with like the Jose Rachel uh Mirla situation. And he's like, well, you know, like this is where he gets so cocky because Johnny just he's almost like Vicky Gunvalson in that like yeah. clearly he's nerdy and he just wants to be like the cool guy. Yep. Like, you know, like I'm friends with all of them, so you know. You know, it's just like, you know, I kind of think that I may have had a part in getting Jose and Rachel back together because. It's like, shut up. (laughs) I fucking hate Johnny. (laughs) Rachel, I guess, would tell Johnny things and what she was looking for and what she needed out of this relationship. And then Johnny would then relay that information to Jose. And like you said earlier, one of the things that he told Jose was like, you have to leave your house. You know, like, you have to go out and do things. You can't just sit your ass at home. And, uh, you know, Rachel wants to have experiences. You know? And <laughs> wild thought. Crazy, crazy thought. Um, so, do we think, back, going back to Rachel calling Jose Johnny, mm-hmm. what you just said is very much true. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. That Johnny like likes to fashion himself the cool guy and wants to be the cool guy and strives to be the cool guy and uh, so does Jose. Oh, and big clearly time. neither of them are. And yeah. so, but I feel like they recognize that in each other, and it's like they've formed a bond because they're mm-hmm. uh, they're after the same exact thing. Yeah, it's like a you so, scratch my back, I scratch yours. Exactly. And so, do we think he got so angry? Because that is like a perceived, like it, it, it kind of like it, it. Essentially, Rachel is confirming that Johnny is the cool one, and that she would prefer Johnny. Obviously, going back to his insecurities about you know her cheating or mm-hmm. him being cheated on, mm-hmm. but like he, like he is in a secret competition with Johnny, and Johnny is in a secret competition with him. But they're acting yeah. like bros. They're bros. Yeah. Oof. I love it. I mean, it's just a crazy thought. <laughs> I mean, out of nowhere, but it no, just, I, it, I just you. sprung up. Like, they have a secret, like, two betas competing to be the top beta. Yeah. America's next top beta bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Ugh, whatever. Then we have to be forced to watch a clip package of this bromance between Jose and Johnny. Oh, oh like, absolutely and not. We could totally skip. We can absolutely skip. Like, why did we need to be reminded that Jose wore a straw fedora for most of the honey? <laughs> like, <that was> rude. <laughs> I didn't need to remember that. <laughs> oh my god, an assault, an all-out assault. <laughs> uh, um. Johnny went on and on about how like Jose walks into a room and he says hi to everybody and this is what you're saying like he picking he's like yeah like he has these attributes that I would really like to see myself and he's like I I just feel like they're in competition with each other and they've stuck together 
Did he say I'm like a boss to his sunshine? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because he said that he's attracted to light. And he is like a moth, you know, I guess trying to say moth to his flame, but said it awkwardly. He likes light people. He's attracted to lightness. I'm like, okay. Okay. Whatever. (sighs) So you want to see that lightness and completely crush it? Is that the goal? Right. Was what you did to bow. Talk about it. Talk about it. Um, (laughs) So extinguish it. Lord. So then Kevin introduces the final segment by saying, usually, despite how difficult the relationships have been between the couples and how far they've gotten, like typically they will go on stage together. But Michaela has refused to be on stage with Zach. So then we see Michaela and her big necklace that was clearly modeled after <laughs> Kim Kardashian's. Yeah. I see like Mick on it and her just straight fresh out of the pack 1B wig. Yep. <laughs> Why has her hair gotten so much worse? Uh, she she should have stuck with those. She should have had her natural hair out with those curly clippings yeah. because that looked so good on her. So cute. So cute, but these wigs and she's in a state. She is in a <laughs> place that is um the wigs are telling a story. They're telling a story. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what story that is, but I, I don't, don't either, but they're definitely <laughs> telling it. They're saying something. <laughs> um so Kevin's first question is are things that bad between you and Zach that you can't be on stage? And Michaela's like I'm not going to say they're bad. I just made a decision to cut my energy and I need to be able to talk without quite literally being interrupted. And they also keep flashing back to Zach's reaction backstage. Yeah. And and I loved it. I'm sorry. I loved the mess. It's giving Maury. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I loved every second. It because he would be like, that's just, that's just so untrue. Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish I was out there. Oh my god! Like that's just so untrue. I just I loved every second. He was crawling out of his skin. Oh, he, he was like, wait. Ha- he could not sit properly. He was squirming in that chair. He was getting into all these odd positions. <laughs> like he was Savion Glover. Like he yep. was like he could not. He could not handle it. He could not handle like <laughs> not being able to speak his piece. And I thought that like because it was Zach, yeah. hilarious. Hilarious. So honestly, I was like, yeah, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, girl, that's childish. But honestly, she had a point. She didn't want to be interrupted to share her piece. And mm-hmm. he would have definitely interrupted her. He and so she said, there. I I didn't want him on the stage. I wanted to share my truth. And yep. I, I understand. I completely agree. No, she where she got me fucked up. We'll get there. Okay. Then, then she fucking acted childish again during the segment. But it's still funny though. It's like their toxicity was hilarious, and it, unfortunately, it's a train wreck that I cannot look away from. The same with Chris, and um, last last year. I, I couldn't look away. Paige, yes. I couldn't look away. Yeah. So toxic. So Kevin asked Michaela if she would agree that when things were good, 
they were really good. And she says a hundred percent and that the wedding to date is one of the best days of her life ever. So. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Kevin shifts to their first big fight and Zach's fear of Michaela's knee jerk reactions. And then Kevin asks her how she feels. And she says that Zach was right. And if this experiment has taught her anything, it's that she needs to manage her impulsive in like decisive behavior and that she could feel like when Zach stops being interested in her and she believes that if she had just been a little bit more calm, their relationship would have been better. I'm like, okay. You okay. can believe that, but make it true. To make it true. So then Kevin asked Michaela if she's ever had any problems with Zach's behavior. And she says, Well, for me, it was the lack of forgiveness, grace, and compassion. And that she always felt like Zach was always waiting for the other shoe to drop, and how stressful that situation was because she wanted them to be okay, but she can't be okay if she's stressed out about making a mistake. And I don't disagree with her. Yeah. On that. Because it I don't either. Like, Zach was always waiting for something. Yeah, I mean, he flat out told her many times that I just don't think you could change. There's really nothing, there's really no point of this whole relationship. But, like, we'll still be together. It just was, he gave her mixed signals and mixed messages, so I understand. Because he, from that first night, it was done. He wrote her off. And personally, Mm -hmm. I think personally i think the way she reacted about him getting covid was the nail in the coffin oh because she was like blaming it was very weird she was kind of blaming him for getting covid and she was like i want to be together like she was acting very childish and just weird about it and i think that from then he was on edge he was like "Mm." because it was and then and she took it very personally. Yes. It was like, babe, you're shooting this in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, the risk is one of you is going to get COVID. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I don't want to sleep with you because, hello, COVID? Right. And she was like, like what about my honeymoon? I was like, like you could die, girl. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it, was, it was so childish the way she handled the COVID. And I think... Personally, in my opinion, I think that he was he was turned off from there. Mm. But he gave it a chance. He gave it a chance. And then because his reaction to how she acted. Yeah. How she acted from the texting was so ridiculous and so unhinged and just over the top dramatic that he could have. But it was like an all out shutdown. And so I think that he was already nudged. And then that happened and he was done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zach does seem like a one foot out the door guy. Kind of oh, idiot. yeah. For sure. So. <laughs> For sure. Nothing, nothing she did was helpful. Nothing. They, they were just bad. Just a they were bad. Just bad. He is, he, and, and yes, while I don't like her, I can concede that he is just as toxic as she is, but he's the worst kind of toxic because mm-hmm. he tries to act like he's not. And he's very covert about it. He's he's low-key manipulative. Yeah. Whereas her toxicity is just loud and in your face with her dramatic and angry reactions. But she's not right. manipulating you. She's not trying to, you know, sneaky do stuff behind your back. She's just mm-hmm. she's she has a lot of pent-up anger. 
that yep. explodes and it presents itself in a very toxic and dangerous way. Exactly. That and she needs exactly, to address. Zach knew exactly what he was doing by yes. having camera conversation. Yes. And then, and then, like, you know, painting this narrative and being able to say what he needed to say to her mm-hmm. to get her forward and then, or make her feel uncomfortable or, yep. or uneasy. He. Like, was better and it's so funny because he's not as smooth as Chris was because Chris was so obviously manipulative because yeah. he was so smooth it was just like so obvious right but Zach he fooled a lot of people because he's oh. this bumbling like you know just like uh, you know uh, 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 and he he knew to keep the manipulation under wraps undercover behind closed doors off cameras Yep. He knew. No receipts. No receipts. Like we, they made up off camera. And that, now that you mentioned that, that makes so much sense. Like every makeup was off camera. Mm Mm-hmm. So he was, he was working her. He was sowing his seed. Yeah. And he knew that he couldn't do that in front of people or he would end up looking terrible. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why his ass is sitting backstage now. Yep. Shaking, shaking, and quaking. Shaking, shifting. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lord. So then Kev- Kevin shifts to their relationship with Flash, and we see the montage of all their downs and downs. And <laughs> just no, I've literally, we never saw any good times. No. Never. I'm really, really <laughs> thinking back, going, wow, we saw not one, not one good time. Well, the best day. <laughs> They will seem pretty happy on the wedding day, but he did That's, cry. He did cry. <laughs> I mean, I would hope if it's the happiest day she's had in her entire life thus far. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would hope for her sake that at least he was happy then. Let's hope so. Jesus. So, um, Jesus. <laughs> so then uh, Kevin asked Michaela if they are both equally to blame for their fights. And she says, yeah, but she also believes that she should not have participated in the way that she did. And then Kevin asked Michaela, why can't I have you guys both sit down together? Why can't, why can't Zach be sitting in that chair next to you? And she says, because I don't want to. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so then they- Hi, guys. Captain speaking. Um, so we had a little bit of a connection issue. I lost my internet, but we start back up again. So I figure now would be a great time to take a break. And then we'll continue on with the show. Okay. Love you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Michaela, why can't I just have him sit in that other chair? I don't want him next to me. Where do you think things went wrong? When she moved out that first time? From that moment, that was it for Zach. I know marriage is hard work, but should it be this hard? Like, she have to deal with this Do you think he was messing with your emotions a little bit? Yes. Oh, my God, bro. Come on. I remember he got out of bed and was like, don't tell anybody we did that. Oh, now I see why she wants to do this separately. I get it. Did Zach play you? Yeah, I completely got played. Can y'all let me go on? So Sharifa has, like, some sort of relationship with Zach, and she was, like, kind of marriage counselor. So Kevin asks her how she feels about Zach now, and she's like, well, I like him, but I'm kind of indifferent. So then um, she says that one of the Zach and Michaela's problems is that they both wanted to be right. They're both really stubborn and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but in terms of a marriage, somebody has to say that they want to be married more than they want to be right. And then Kevin asks Michaela if she feels like Zach messed with her emotions a bit. And she says, yes. And Zach flips the fuck out backstage. He's like, can't stand it. Michaela, go ahead. It, it just, it, it proved that he, that he knows it's exactly what he did. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Oh, joys. So, the Michaela says that she gave Zach the green light to leave several times. She told him, you can pack your knives and go. He made the choice. <laughs> <laughs> and she says that he give her a lot of anxiety by being like, good morning, Michaela, you want a divorce? Or... <laughs> the co-worker or I know we're not going to last that long and so she says like I was trying to work on these things he was saying things like that and it was just very confusing and, and I get it more I get it I, I get it and then she says that they had a one month anniversary and they got a hotel and it was like a pick-me-up for their relationship because she felt like they were both bonding that night because they were kissing and touching and then she gets kind of vague about what else happened but she um she says that 
they got out of bed. Excuse me, that he got out of bed after they were doing whatever the hell. And that he told her not to tell anybody that that happened. And if you tell anybody that we hooked up, I'm going to deny it. So I guess my first question is, do you believe that? I do believe that. Okay. I can believe that he said that. I, I can too. My second question would be, what do you think the thinking was on his end beyond that? Behind that? Because, okay, after one month, they had been on such a roller coaster. I think mm-hmm. that if he, he knew, because to me, Zach, out of all of the men, was very aware of the audience and the camera mm-hmm. and how he would be portrayed. I think out of everyone there, he was the most concerned about that, in my yeah. opinion. And I think that if we, if it got out and we knew that they slept together after they had had this up and down, up and down, up and down, he could not still call himself the good guy or still have this narrative that she's so crazy and the way she acts is so crazy that like, how am I to trust her? How am I to do anything? Because you're so, you're sleeping with her. So whatever you're saying, it's kind of like, well, why are you saying this? You, you right. clearly don't even care. So I think that he wanted to maintain his, this, the storyline he had in his head. Right. And it seemed to me like this whole season, like his main reason for wanting to ma- remain in this relationship is so he could hook up with her. So yeah. I don't know why he's acting like it's different, but okay. <laughs> All uh, right. And I think that he never wanted to come. I think that he also knew that if he acted through, if he acted like he was over, if he was done, then people would be like, you never really gave it a shot. You ended things too early and she would end up looking good and he did not want that yeah and so he he stuck it out for whatever reason even down to the end when he's talking about we can get a divorce but a divorce from the past and we can try he didn't want to try with her (laughs) i know he did not want to try with her but at every turn it was like i must remain look good I must remain the nice guy I must remain like I've tried I put everything in I love this girl and why can't it work why is she so crazy basically (laughs) and it just is it just he he was uh, he was addicted to his own storyline that he was trying to present and it just Mm -hmm. we can see right through it and I don't even think that he I don't even think that it's like Michaela that he didn't want to try with. I think it would have been anybody. Anyone. I don't he wants to put in a whole lot of effort. I think no. he wants like a ready-made relationship where he can just step in and it's perfect and yeah. they don't have to do anything and they're just like uh, fucking blackish and <laughs> that's it. Yeah, like, pretty much. I, I, he wants that. that. It, that's exactly what he wants. Because so think of back to like how he worded just even wanting a wife like first of all he was like I mean I've got to get married because my brothers are now married like both of them are now married and I'm the only one who's not and I I will never forget that he said that he wanted someone to like he can play piano for like to listen to him play piano and like just he wanted someone he could plop down in his life which I feel like all of these people wanted that Mm -hmm. and he, he was he was the most married to that idea out of all of the people 
Agreed. He, except, other than Jose, Jose's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty addicted to it too. But hit, Zach very much so wanted yeah. just a person to slide into that slot of wife. Totally. He was not ready. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so she says that she was like thinking, why would he even want to deny something like that? And then cut, cut to Zach backstage. He's like, oh, see, now I see why she wanted to film separately because I'm not there to say my side. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. I mean, yeah. And I just also, I think he knows that, um, I think he, he's also acting kind of like that guy who is sexually attracted to the girl that he shouldn't be sexually attracted to in terms of like everyone else's opinions. And he's treating her like that girl. And I don't think Michaela has connected those dots yet. I feel like she would still kind of give him another chance. If he slide slid in there. She absolutely would. She absolutely would. I think she would. She would. Mm. So, Kevin then tries to figure out what happened after decision day because he was like, I heard that you moved in. And Michaela's like, no, I didn't. But Zach asked me to come back to his place. Like what? Literally after, like on decision day? (laughs) (laughs) This is where I was like, Michaela, girl, girl, you sat there on decision day where he essentially said nah girl we're we're getting divorced and you were like well this is a rejection you admitted that he was rejecting you and then you still went what and the expert said what you're saying is weird and doesn't Mm -hmm. does it make any sense it seemed like it was clicking much like Paige and chris where we find out they went to fucking couples counseling God, they they sent me over the edge. Jesus. So (laughs) he asked her to move back into her, to move back to his place or come back to his spot. And Kevin's like, girl, he just asked you for a divorce. He looked you in the eye and said, I want a divorce. So what happened? So she said, how did we get here? (laughs) How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be. I know. I'm thinking it in my head too. Um, (laughs) So after decision day, Michaela says that she was at Zach's house for like a week straight on invitation because he lives in a fancy doorman building. So she would have had to get access to this apartment, you know, Mm -hmm. for her to get in without access. So then she says, I was cooking, I was cleaning, I was having sex with him, and Zach had been telling people that the only reason why I was there was because he was trying to help me out, and that she was mooching off of him and encroaching in his space, so she was confused. So, (sighs) what? Like, Michaela is constantly, with Zach, having to prove to herself and to everyone else that she's not a bunny boiler, and Zach wants everyone to believe that she is going full Glenn Close. And she falls right into the trap. Every time. And I want to know what the situation was. Like, does she give up her apartment? Like, why would she... If she has her place, we saw her place. So why would he then say that he was trying to help her out? I don't know. I don't know. 
So like she must have. It must have been like she must be in between places, because that doesn't make any sense. Or was she living with her sister and her husband before this even started? I don't I even remember her bedroom. Yeah, I don't remember her living situation actually. So well, I don't know. Remember after he was cleared for COVID, he surprised her. You're right. And then she had her sister over like a couple episodes ago when they had dinner. So that was her place. So I'm I'm just confused as to like how he would spin that narrative of her that she's mooching. Well, I mean, he's a manipulator. I, right. Logic doesn't have to be there. True. She can believe he can make her believe that his fucked up logic is true. Absolutely correct. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> I mean, um, Zach is now like He's going through. He's so upset. <laughs> He's, he, he is ready. <laughs> he is powering up. Michaela goes on to say that after a week at his place, she sent him a text message apologizing for doing some things that weren't okay. And then she says that in the situation where there's so much drama and trauma um, with this with us, but not a whole lot of like history. Maybe we shouldn't be together, and I just want to get to know you as a friend, and I hope you can accept that. So then she says that Zach initially was totally on board with it, but then the next day she called him to invite him to the dog park, and Zach said he only wanted to be cordial with her in the presence of other people. I I can't. (laughs) I cannot. I cannot. He's so weird. He's so weird. He's so weird. He is backstage saying, no, 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 no. He's putting his hand on his forehead. It's full drama, full drama backstage. Kevin continues to try to convince Michaela to have Zach come on stage. She's like, you know, I just don't want somebody like that in my life. And I just don't need to get any closer to him or get his feedback. And so Kevin asked Michaela if Zach played her. She said, yeah, I completely got played. And Zach's like, what? Wow. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> uh, she's like, I don't know what Zach was trying to do, but I was in a marriage and I was trying to be a wife. I, I don't know. I also think she's addicted to the drama. She loves definitely. it. They both are. They both. They love it. The push pull and the passion. Mm-hmm. Where are we? And what's going? The hot, the cold. Yeah. Damn. What? She, a- I think that she's a person who definitely thinks that like fighting and anger and passion is like a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that Zach likes it too, but tries to pretend like he doesn't. Yes. And hasn't and- fully admitted to himself that he too feels like that is what makes a good like a good relationship or at least have good sex totally completely I, you're totally right um so that was the end of her solo segment and then we get zach zach waddles on stage mm-hmm. and kevin asks like why do you think you guys couldn't be on stage at the same time and he's like well i don't know because i came in this actually pretty excited to see her and talk oh about what happened God. But, like, you know, she can't be next to me, even though I think that would be the mature thing to do. Okay. So, you told her. It seems like your last communication was she asked you to a public place at a dog park. And you told her that you only need to be around her and you can only be cordial with her in a formal setting, a public setting. 
Like, I, I'm going to need to get around some people before I see you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're talking about how much you were looking forward to seeing her. Okay. And this was after she spent, what was it, 10 days at your place? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all just had a fuck fest for 10 days. Yeah. And then you were like, get out, you're mooching. <laughs> and you're mooching in my area. You're, 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 you very much invited me here, and then you're telling me to get the fuck out. And then, and then I'm apologizing for whatever I did. I, we, I mean, I'm sure she acted insane, but honestly warranted. And then, and then she was like, you both agreed to be friends. And then when she does a friendly thing, you're like, uh, we're just going to be cordial. Like, I actually can't do this with you. I don't know why you're texting me. (laughs) I don't get it. And And now you're acting shocked. Yeah, it's just like, you, you, because you didn't want to be with her and you created boundaries because she invited you to something that wasn't going to involve you putting your penis inside of her. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You didn't want to do it. And now the stuff you're thinking you were probably excited to see her because like, oh, I could probably manipulate her into yeah. her inside of her again. Yep. But I guess that's not going to happen. So now I'm going to be a dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so whatever, dude. So. Kevin asked Zach what went wrong. And he's like, you know, I got really nervous about the marriage the first time Michaela moved out when she slammed that, uh, those wipes on the table. And, uh, you know, I just didn't feel like that situation warranted such an extreme reaction. So I was worried about how she would act in a more serious situation. And then he's, Kevin asked him if it felt like a roller coaster and Kevin says, or uh, Zach says, no, it felt like one up and then just down. <laughs> like, uh, so a roller coaster? <laughs> so, yes, that's what a roller coaster is. Literally um, described a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kevin asks about the couple's retreat and where his head was at at that point. And Zach says he was kind of happy to leave because it was just too much drama. And he says, you know, it was just a very unique situation and I never want to go through it again. Okay. So in my opinion, Zach baited the sympathetic response from Kevin because he said, well, you know, I guess when I left the couple's retreat, I did abandon her. Kevin's like, no, nobody feels like you abandoned her. Like, and even Michaela backstage is like, no, I don't think you did either, which I don't, I don't think she believes. No, I don't think she does. Made it pretty clear that she felt like she was abandoned. Yep. Because the way she acted was like clear. Her her abandonment issues were coming to play. Very blatant. Very blatant. Um, Zach's like, no, I guess I did do something bad. Daddy Kevin. Kevin's like, oh, <laughs> nobody. You didn't. You didn't. Um, that was, that's like literally the only thing that he's cop to this yeah, whole time. The only it's time. He knew that he would not get shat on for yeah because he knew because of her explosion he was in the right and so he was able to say oh i shouldn't have done that shut the fuck up oh my god (laughs) um so then kevin goes on to say that like everybody thought that michaela should calm down and work through this and then kevin asked if it weren't for that incident would you guys have had a chance and zach says probably and then he says, I feel like sometimes Kayla thinks that I want to make her look bad as opposed to her taking responsibility for her own actions. And it's like, no, 
you do want to make her look bad, but also like you don't take any responsibility for your actions. No. And actually at the end of the day, she do be taking responsibility for her actions. She does. She'll cop to when when Hurricane Michaela comes out, she'll cop to it. Now it's not necessarily you can't keep doing Hurricane Michaela and then saying, Oh, sorry, you shouldn't have done that. Like obviously right. you address it at some point. But she does admit, like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Zach will yep. never. Zach never. doesn't see. Because when, uh, his initial fuck up, he should not have ignored her for three hours or whatever. Right. It was small, but he shouldn't have. Or at least be like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't do that. Yeah. Didn't do that. You made up some weird story about how you had to put your dog. Dog to sleep. To sleep like it was a baby. <laughs> and you fell asleep. And then you left without saying anything. You didn't text her. She didn't know where you were. She waited for you to come back. You still didn't come back. And then she left after that. And you're acting like you don't understand how she could have possibly been upset about that. Like, and I, that's like so unfair. And I, and I, I think that. That's what I think that's where I initially thought like, oh, he he didn't like her even then because mm-hmm. he never wanted to stay in that apartment with her. Even no. from that first night, he never wanted to stay there with her. Hey, the first night you don't want to share a bed with your wife? Like what? And I just it it was like it's just unfortunate because obviously when you have a big exaggerated reaction to something that initially is kind of small and something that can easily be worked out, it kind of it completely null and voids what initially was wrong because now everyone is focused on the reaction and that becomes the issue and that becomes the problem. So then it's all her fault when initially, yeah, like what he did was so rude and didn't need to happen at all. And it would have been small, but because she has, you know, her reactions, he got to get away with, (laughs) with being the the, the victim. Yep. A hundred percent. And that's and that is the role that he played this entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he knew he would get these reactions from her, and he could end up looking good. And and unfortunately, it's true. Like when the optics are that <clears throat> contrasted, then it does work out in your favor if you're wanting to get that reaction. Totally. Mm. So Kevin asks Zach what he would have done differently if he could turn back time. And he says, I wish I could have left. And this is definitely the worst relationship I've ever been in romantically, work-wise, friend-wise, any type of relationship that could ever be under the sun. This is the worst one. So why were you looking forward to seeing her then? Yeah, what? And what's so funny is that if Michaela just, just radically changed, if she was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and restrain, restrain, restrain. His his whole entire operation would crumble. Because mm-hmm. he's betting, he's counting on her blowing up. But yep. If she stayed calm, he would he would fucking spin out and yeah. he would his whole plan would be ruined. Yes. And I wish yep. that she would just see that. Like if but I just, it's hard to see. It's hard to see and yeah, you're right. She she could have gotten off completely and people would have seen how unwell he is. Because she had she had us in a place where it was like, wait, we saw how he acted at decision day and he was just not making any fucking sense. None. Completely unhinged. And then now we're coming into the situation where she's her reaction is going to overshadow all of his bullshit. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate for her because he, it's a, it's a house of cards. He will crumble so quickly if that one variable changed. That yeah. one aspect changed and his whole, his whole story is kaput. He would have popped off. He would have popped off. We would have seen the side of Zach that we, that she probably s- always got. Yep. Yep. You oh, just I'm have so to change that here. one thing. Just that one thing that is the key, the crux of his, him looking good. God. Okay. So finally, Kevin starts to try to hold his feet to the fire. And he's like, you know what? Let's be honest. There were several times where you made it look, Zach, like you had feelings for Michaela. And Zach says, well, I did. And so Kevin says, so do you not see how what you're doing is confusing? And Zach says, no, I don't. And Kevin says, okay, let's talk about decision day. You said you could still work on your relationship outside of this. So she must have been thinking in her mind, there was a chance. And you can see backstage, Michaela's like, yes, exactly. Zach says, but everything I said on decision day was true. But it's like, yeah, but everything you said on decision day was some bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. But okay, see, and this is the issue, is that he is acting like she's so insane for taking him at his word. Right. He literally said, okay, we'll get divorced, but like, we can still try. We're just divorcing the past. And so she's like, okay. And so then she goes and chats up with you for 10 days. And then you're like, what are you doing here? We're divorced. It's like, what? (sighs) Jesus. So Kevin's like, okay, you said you wanted to work on your relationship on decision day. You told her that. And so then Zach says, well, Kevin, I did say that, but it doesn't mean we were going to be together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What? Oh, man. After a while, I would just, like, if I was, like, truly after a while, I would have just stopped talking to him because it would have made me so, so mad that I would just be like, no, I I cannot speak to this person ever again. We would have been like that that gif of Diddy and that guy just staring at each other. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. That has the nerve to then start getting agitated at Kevin. Yes. Like, where's the disconnect? And Kevin Where says, is it? There is no disconnect. And Zach says, I have the balls to say that I want a divorce because it didn't work out. And let's move on and say, instead of saying I want a divorce, but this could work out. Like, Zach says, uh, Kevin, no. I have a relationship with everybody in this room. That doesn't mean that we're married. See, oh my God. Like, how did he not just like. No. <laughs> he is sitting here. Getting mad at multiple people. So, like, this this has happened to him now multiple times with multiple people involved. Not one person understood. Not yeah. one. And, and just like I said earlier, if people aren't understanding what you're saying, then the issue with communication lies within you. With so, you're you. Saying, like... You said and he's now, he's trying to manipulate the situation going like, where's the disconnect? What's not clicking? It's like, right. you, nigga, you, you're not clicking. You're not making any sense. You. <laughs> he doesn't want to, he's not willing to see it. And I, I think he knows he's not making any sense. I don't think that you can, you can have that logic and then switch it so quickly 
knowing that you didn't want to be with her and then like try to be like gaslight everyone to thinking like oh hello what's so hard to understand thank you you. know exactly what you're doing and you're right like he had he has run this by so many people he ran this by the group when they have that Mm -hmm. and bow tried to talk him out of it and michaela was there and then on decision day when you had three experts (laughs) three people (laughs) the three people that you should be trusting the most also mm-hmm. didn't understand what the hell you were talking about and now you've got the reunion host who four months after decision day is telling <laughs> you that it still doesn't make sense so why are you getting mad at me at this point you've heard it so many times like what's not clicking for you, you why don't you from, get this you've heard it from people who have doctors in front of their name <laughs> counselors <laughs> Marriage counselors, peers, trusted peers, <sighs> friend group, America, like <laughs> dog, what is going on? So I, I just could not be like, he, I could not believe he was like, I have a relationship with everybody in the room. It doesn't mean that we're married. Stop acting like what I said or did caused this. You're making it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's the fact that he's not even like, He's not even being like, oh, maybe this is wrong. It's no. like making it make it seem like I'm bad. And, and I don't get it. And look, look. There okay, there are things that everyone does. Well, maybe not everybody, but I know especially me. Like, there are ways that I think that I go, that's perfectly normal and that's perfectly logical, but it no one else thinks this way. So if I'm expecting other people to just understand it immediately it's not going to happen. And if I do share that with people and they're like, no, that's not really curling all the way over. Then you go, wait, (laughs) wait a minute. Let's, let's reevaluate. But he is so unwilling, so unwilling to back down, to acquiesce that it's like, well, let's, we have to simply move on because he's not going to back down. The boy ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we can say about that. That's all we can say. Like, because he sat there and and I just, it's whiplash because he sat there, pulled out a piece of paper, wax poetic about, oh my God, she's everything I ever wanted. Y'all found me, you know, essentially the perfect woman. The most amazing woman next to my mother. <laughs> like, and, but I do want to get divorced, but I want to divorce from the past. But we can work, we can work on our relationship. But actually, like, I don't know why you assume that we would have a relationship. I'm not married to everybody. I, that doesn't make any sense why you would think. It's just like, what planet am I on? <laughs> I want a, I want a poetic divorce from what we've mm-hmm. been through. I want a legal divorce, an actual <laughs> one. I also want to stay together, and I don't want to stay together. So what, <laughs> what is it working? <laughs> like, I want to, I want to have you come and get clearance security clearance in my building stay with me for 10 days and then get mad and accuse you of mooching off me what jesus take the wheel like whoa and his parents said it in the beginning they're like Mm -hmm. he ain't ready what the hell is he doing this for you were reading my mind (laughs) because his parents said uh you sure? <laughs> I don't think this is going to work out for you, son. I don't know. 
the move, but yeah, uh, nevertheless, he persisted and um, mistake. He most certainly did. (laughs) Zach says he, he actually says he admits to the fact that he sat and thought about this and he, then he goes, I wondered if my perfectionist attitude was causing these reactions. But then I just realized that's who, who she is. So you're wondering if you just oh. being a perfect boy is what's making you. <laughs> what? I was wondering if me being a stand-up citizen and a perfectionist <laughs> and a wonderful person who makes no mistakes whatsoever was causing this. But I think this might, might just be her. Like, <laughs> what? Uh. He, I, what I'm not understanding, and and look, if you're gonna be a manipulator, at least be good. At least, at least be good. Uh, Gil wasn't manipulative, but he really knew how to make his digs and his insults land like a damn pile of roses for everyone who was watching, except for Mirla. Yeah, he's so charming. Zach has no charm. And it's like, sweetie, if you're gonna be manipulative, you've gotta you've gotta get some charm. Give us something. Ask Gil how it works. <laughs> because this this act you've got going ain't working. It ain't working. It ain't it ain't doing you any good. Oh Lord, he's really making me hot under the collar. Right <laughs> I'm like, I am like, jeez. <laughs> blood pressure is hot. <laughs> Um, gosh, what did he say after that? He's like, I know marriage is hard, but it shouldn't have to be that hard to deal with this shit. Like, yeah. But why aren't you thinking about your con never mind? So like, Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin asked Zach if they were intimate on their one month anniversary. He says, Hell no, I wasn't kissing her before and I wasn't kissing her after. So why was I gonna do it on the anniversary? And it's like, Well, I remember a time where mm-hmm. you with the experts, and then you try to holler at her and be like, hey, girl, you want to go to lunch after this? And, like, then, and then she said that they fucked. That's not key. That's what I'm saying. Like, I thought they already had sex. They had sex the first night, or the second night. That's what night. I'm saying. Like, they were already they were already fucking, so why was he acting like, oh, we were not doing any of that, so why would she think that we, it doesn't, oh my god. Right. Story straight, Zach. Somebody must have, like, gotten this into his head that if you're continuing to sleep with her, this is not a good look. Yeah. So he's really playing this close to his chest. So. It's like Matt age. and Amber from that total mm-hmm. basketball player where he, like, clearly didn't give a shit about her, but he was having sex. Right. he was fucking her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just completely fucking with her emotions. And then just be like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm going to leave this wedding ring here. did you hear that he just got arrested yes i said Um, i ain't shocked am i shocked no no because remember when they had that like ketchup because they they had the reunion and then they had this weird like ketchup moment where they talked to people from the past and he was refusing to divorce her to divorce her yeah she's like i just want to get a fucking divorce (laughs) i'm like whoa so he is on some abusive stuff all right hey, yeah okay no surprise that was weird weird like, didn't want to be with her why no, would you not one not one bit wanted to be with her and so it was like oh this is a no-brainer he's getting a divorce but then you, no was refusing he's like i'm trapped the, in this he won't do it 
he <laughs> he liked he liked manipulating her. So I'm yeah. like, damn, y'all y'all really got to do some betting. Bet better because honestly, huh? the most shocking the most shocking person that we ever had on the series was the second season where he turned out to literally be like physically abusive not mentally like truly mentally and physically abusive and i was like oh, damn like that's bad season? that was yeah it was the second season they were in brooklyn i think oh yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah. it was he the firefighter i've heard uh, about this guy i haven't seen he it was so and the, the, what sucks is their names were ryan and jessica and he was so hot and it was like oh they're they're a hot couple but he's a fucking piece of shit and yeah, heard bad things about him. He was, he was, cause he, he had those moments of like, ooh, there's some rage under there, but it mm. wasn't enough for you to like, your alarm bells would be ringing. I wonder if I, I wonder if I watched it again, if I would see it differently. Because when yeah. I first watched it, I was like, oh yeah, he's got some clear anger issues, but I don't think he hitting her. Well, right. He, he was. Did they stay together after decision day? Yeah, they did. They she said yes. He said yes. And huh. so, yeah, not, we we had it was shocking when we found that out that he was arrested for like domestic battery or what something. We were like, wait, what? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's wild. I, I just wonder, I wonder if I watched it again, if I'd be like, oh my God, I'm a dummy. Of course he was. We just didn't see it back then. I mean, it's also such a different time and like we all. So were, different. You know, <sighs> maybe I should watch that. Um, you, you, if you haven't seen the early seasons, it's so crazy because it's so different than it is now. Like clearly they've got the formula down now. They know where to inject drama, what people to have on the show, what couples to couple together to. But the early seasons was truly like. Like a real world. Just a real. They had no idea what they were doing. They were getting people who truly wanted to be married. And it was like real marriage drama. Oh, okay. And you see, you see some of the themes that they highlight now. Like, they've honed, like, just finely tuned now, but you see, like, the origins of them in the early seasons. Okay. I'm into that. Mm -hmm. I I, kind of miss the times where they would move into their own places. Yes. Yes. Because I remember this one girl specifically. I think she was on season three. And there was this guy who, like, lived at home because he took care of his family. And this one girl was, like, she lived in Queens, and she was, like, a true, like, 
she was like Guido light because she wasn't exactly giving Snooky, but she she was like a posh Guido. And like okay. everything in her room was leopard print. Like it was, that was her personal brand. She loved leopard and cheetah. <laughs> and then she like absolutely found him disgusting. She was like not into him. She didn't want to fuck him. She didn't want to kiss him. And he was like, well, this is great. <laughs> cool. And oh, then no. and then started liking him. She was like, oh my God, I kind of like, I think I love you. And he was like, what? <laughs> well, girl, too late. <laughs> really? Yeah, Ooh. it was. I, th- I think the early seasons would surprise you. Yeah, I got to watch the New York season at least. You do. Okay. For sure. Um, let's get back to Houston. The girl. <laughs> so, um, what happens after this? So, Zach is complaining about how he's such a perfectionist and, and he didn't deserve this. And then, uh, yeah, he denies that they had been hooked up on their anniversary. So backstage, Michaela's like, I knew that he was going to deny that. You know, I, yeah. I knew that. Look, another lie. So then Kevin says, well, I just feel like Michaela needs to be heard. Like, I feel like you guys got to be out there at the same time. And, um, Oh, sorry, sorry. First, he was like, I feel like we have to have her out because you're making it seem like she's one of the greatest pathological liars of all time. So, yeah. And uh, she's like, she's already en route. She's like, I have to go out there. She's ready. And that really cracked me up. She was (laughs) like... That cracked me up. It was like, Michaela, now, girl, see, here you go. This is exactly what he wants. You're playing playing right into his hands. Right. Where then, he can be like, oh, uh, see, I, no, 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 it's not fair. It's not fair because uh, I didn't, I didn't come out during hers. And she, it's right. like, well, damn, right? Because he was like, you know, I just can't even believe it. Like, it's pretty insane that the shit that she was saying. But like, I don't want to have her come out because, you know, if she's this is what she wanted. This is how she wanted it to be. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna sit here like this. Yep. And then so- out she walks, and he's like, she played right into the hands. Mm-hmm. Because even with Zach, as she was walking out, he was like, you know, Michaela, if you want to talk to me, you can unblock me. And <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I just, you know, she got her time. And it's like, well, you've had plenty of time. So you've had you, plenty. You've a- answered every question. So there's probably not really a whole lot much else that he could ask you. So you've really had your time. <laughs> like you, you so, didn't really give us anything other than gaslighting. So right, <laughs> I don't know what more we could. Right extract from you <laughs> so she walks in she walks on stage and he's like no 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 stop 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 because you know you know uh, i need my time alone like i'm just so tired of this and i'm not going to participate anymore and he he walks up as she's sitting down on that couch. yeah um i mm, mm. i think it's like at some point he realized like oh maybe it is better that we were separated yeah because now yeah because there would be it would have to be real time and then with a third party who right. he clearly knows doesn't really understand where he's about and where he's coming from because he was questioning him on his in his mind his rock solid logic <laughs> so then he would have he would, he would be up against two people and he right. said no 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 that's not going to work out for me that's not going to go yeah. in my favor yep yep oh lord so what are your predictions? Do you think that he will come back and we will see a joint in conversation with them? Because I think the preview. 
they don't they don't they don't give it up i think that even when they're with the other couples like they're sitting separately but um i think that what he's gonna do is he's gonna demand that she leave and i think that's that clip of her like getting up and walking off like fine <laughs> like he's gonna act he's gonna be like oh no no she she wasn't here she was i i had my time i gave her her time i gave her her time and so they're gonna try to leave or if they do sit down it will be very brief yeah, I agree. She's already hot. She's already angry. And yeah. so she'll she'll play into that hand. And she do be childish sometimes. So she does. She likes to oh, stalk totally. off. She likes to walk off. She likes a storm off moment. Yeah, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> so so she I think that that's probably what's gonna happen. Um so we saw I, I'm seeing you saw the preview for part two. Um mm. So I don't watch, I always forget the name of what it, whatever, unfiltered. Um, yeah, I don't I, watch any of the offshoots, the branch off. I don't, I don't care. I had heard that Mirla was pretty much team Johnny with the situation with Bao. But Ooh. then you see in this preview that they are actually like have a close friend. Well, we, we he kind of mentioned it earlier. Johnny mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. but then. Kevin asks if maybe there's more to their relationship than just being friends. And they're both Mm -hmm. being coy about it to the point where Gil walks off stage. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Honestly, they, the shot they showed, like they were two seconds away from canoodling. Right. In my opinion. Like they were so, I don't know. It's weird. And I go, really? Johnny? Right. Really? Right, right. But then we have to let, now. Let's let's break it down. Johnny is a person who can get her the lifestyle that she wants. So it wouldn't shock me if she found that attractive. It would not shock me. That's true. He was rocking that Tesla, wasn't he? He sure was. Mm. And he and he can go up, 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 up in his profession, and that's what she's looking for. I that that deep childhood wound. I think is like it, it is really hard. She's she's really addicted to that yeah what is finding rich a rich man what does he do for a living johnny i don't quite remember but i feel like i thought it was some kind of tech something in my head it's tech i could be completely wrong but i feel like it's like it or something like that okay interesting um i know know bow is in the medical field but i think johnny's in tech I think you're right. Um, I and that's only gonna go up. I mean, he can yeah. only co- corporate ladder climb. Truly, true. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be actually shocked if there's anything going on between Johnny and Mirla, but they definitely weren't. Uh, from what we saw, trying to mm-hmm. separate themselves from that narrative. They sure, we're not. <laughs> And and to me, it would make sense. I mean, this could be just for no reason, but it, to me, it would make sense for Johnny to like her too, because Marla is strong. She's sexy. She's not. She doesn't. All the issues that he had with Bao being like giggly and kind of like giddy and childlike and cutesy. Marla's not cutesy at all. Mm-hmm. And if he is not attracted to cutesy women then of course you would like Mirla because Mirla's not that in the slightest. And she also, we did see her be quite uh, like affectionate once they did mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. But Johnny yeah. said that he really liked, he really liked that like 
girl who was always on him and always being yeah. like a physical touch was his love language so that's still weird as hell to me but I it guess would be so odd and i would be looking at mirla crazy but crazy. like what girl okay <laughs> but uh, was there anything else i'm surprised that gil walked off um i he's hurting he's really hurt it's a blow man i understand like being told that you're not attractive to a person that you love and you find very attractive that fucking sucks yeah and i could also imagine like no shade but like (laughs) should i say it (laughs) yes go ahead i just can't imagine like i could see a world in which gil would be like (laughs) i have this like big barrel chested firefighter body and she left me for johnny Johnny. he doesn't even like go for the, like you know, you know i could just see how that would be a blow to him that's all i'm saying yeah yeah i i was thinking the same thing it, it would be it would be a double whammy yeah if you will <laughs> that would be hard yeah to be like damn yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> um, like you see chemistry okay never mind i'm not gonna go for it <laughs> <laughs> oh um, that's a blow. Yeah, I think that's it. Do you have any final thoughts? No, head empty, honestly. I got it out. <laughs> I just, I, I am curious to see how, when all the couples are together. Yeah. And there's obviously some hostility with a lot of the men towards Mirla, and I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Because why are, why are they so bothered by her? Yeah, I'm really curious to know, like, what's going on? Because they seem like a friend group, but kind of mm-hmm. not, like, kind of like New Orleans. Yeah. But they more... seem truly, like, frenemies, honestly. All of them, there's, like, a weird vibe between all of them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, it's, most of the couples or the 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 sexes that are in this experiment together really bond. And this right. group just fe- there's a weirdness to them. It's weird because usually when there's bonding, it's usually like the guys all bond and the girls mm-hmm. all bond. But it seems like there's mixing here. Yeah, we've we've really never seen the mixing as the, yeah. I've never seen that, and it's interesting that Johnny is the at the center of the mixing. Right. And I wonder Ooh. why that is. I wonder if that's a, a strategy that he'll that he you know, that's a position that he's usually in where he gets gains the affection of most of the women in his friend groups. I wonder. Yeah. And I'm I'm also very curious. I feel like something with Bao came up. Yes. Oh and I'm curious to see how they all address that situation. That. Oh, what did she said something and I can't remember. She said something about how, like you make it seem like I broke you or like breaking you down to you, you remember there were rumors about how the ex I don't know if you know this, but there was a an alleged ex that went on Reddit who said that like I used to date Bao and she has a tendency to break her exes down and then build them back into the person that she wants them to be. Oh yeah, and, I have heard that. Yeah, and then I think that was in reference to that. And I, I just I just think that that is utter bullshit. Because, look, if she did that in the past, well, I didn't see it here. So she didn't right. bring that energy here. She didn't bring that 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 MO here. Right. Johnny. 
So I'm confused. I am too. Um, and I really, I want, I hope for the next episode, I hope Kevin, now he's not, he's not doing so hot, but I'm across my fingers. I hope he roasts the fuck out of Johnny for meeting up with Sarah. I want him to roast him for obviously everything, but meeting up with Sarah to me was so fucking egregious. Yes. It was just like, and I, I honestly, if I knew Bal, I'd say, bitch, what the fuck do you have a uh, Sarah in your life for? Why are you calling her a best friend? Get right. rid of that hoe. Get rid of her. <laughs> right. You see how she did you? That ain't I, nobody's friend. I want her on that stage explaining herself. I, really- I need to see Sarah. Bring her out. <laughs> Bring her out. Because you've already gone, you said it, they've already gone Mari giving us a split screen. Right. The backstage, bring her out. I'll, I'll take I need it. to know. An Instagram live at the end of the episode. I don't care. I just want to get out. I don't care. Because it's giving, it's giving Lindsay, you know, Zach and Mindy. Yeah. It's giving Lindsay. And I, I need more about this, Sarah, because what she did was so low down and dirty that she has to, she has to explain herself. Big time. Big time. Uh, okay, well, this felt, like, very therapeutic. Thank you. I, know. I used to get it all out. <laughs> this season, boy, I tell you, it started off slow, but damn. Does this make it. you more excited or less excited or indifferent towards the future season? I, I don't know, because with every season that goes on, it's clear that the show is trying to, like, be super dramatic. And I feel like they need to, like, take a moment... Yeah. We still want drama. We still want it. Obviously, what what the hell are we here for? But like, let's still try to get couples that like each other and that have a chance. How about like let's not give people the exact opposite of what they're looking for? Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make for good TV, in my opinion. I agree. Well, prayers up for. Do we know is it San Diego? I don't know. I don't do we have they announced? I don't even know. I think I heard San Diego and I I think January is Oh well. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I will be watching. We all will. All right, Lindsay. Well thank you so much. Do you uh, should I tag you? Do you want people to find you? I mean they can. Lindsay Helene on Instagram. That's really all I am. So it's the only place I am. Perfect. now that I've talked your ear off, I'll let you go. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This truly is so fun. I love uh, this. It's it's a real blessing to have you on here. So thank you. <laughs> All Bye. right. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.